0: Welcome to Moralia Python Radio with your hosts, Eric Burke and Owen McIntyre. Alright, welcome to Moralia Python Radio, and tonight we are talking pythons with Dennis McNamara. He's back. Um, and before we get into that... thought so this was a
1: BoA now. show. I feel a little, you know, cheated.
0: Oh, this is the BoA show?
1: I thought it was. I mean, I thought this was a BoA podcast, but, you know, whatever. Anyway, go ahead. What was the announcement? Guess, what are we I doing? Gonna,
0: I guess we're going to have to do Python.
1: Somehow. Rebrand? Yeah, I guess. Every once in a while. I mean, you know, What's shake that? it up.
0: <laughs> exactly.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> um, we are going to be on a international um, Carpet Python TV international podcast, I guess, with uh, Talking Carpets. And, um I guess we're going to go on there and defend uh, Carpet Pythons in the U.S. as opposed All to All right, Australia. I'm out. Nope. Dude, I, don't, I don't
1: know. <laughs> you I don't lied know how we do that. You lied to me. You didn't tell me that there was defending of things. <laughs> no, nah, I'm not out. defending of Done. things. I'm just kidding. Because <laughs> I can't. I really can't.
0: <laughs> we're just going to talk, I guess, about the differences between uh, the, two, uh, the two spots. And then we're going to talk Carpet Pythons, obviously, but... Uh, Wow, they want both of us, though, and not one or the other. This mm-hmm. is, uh, this is, yeah, not, uh, you know,
1: it's foolish on their this, this part. This
0: is, uh, <laughs> <laughs> this is Uncharted Terror. I would my friend. put us together I, I don't in know a room. I'm I mean, gonna do this. Uh, I
1: mean, I mean we, we've we done other shows together, like you remember those, right? I don't. <laughs> oh, <really? laughs> starting to happen already, is it? <laughs> so,
0: yeah, I, I, I can't
1: okay. remember.
0: All right, and uh. We're gonna to have to have a special Christmas show this year since the uh, the Festivus, uh starter is uh, no longer with us.
1: Ed was so <laughs> upset; it was ridiculous. Was he? Yeah.
0: <laughs> I kind of figured he would.
1: He 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 devastated. So sure you know,
0: and rock to, uh, to I, a little
1: bit, a little bit. Yeah, I mean, you know, it it was it, it was definitely <laughs> it's, he was definitely beside himself. So.
0: He's wandering the streets.
1: Wander, he's still wandering the streets of Pennsylvania. <laughs> he just keeps finding reasons to wander the streets of Pennsylvania. You know, I really should find him, uh, but you know, I don't care enough. So <laughs> truth be told, okay, my siblings problem is. now, Let one <laughs> of them deal with it.
0: We're all over the mark on this, this one. Oh dear. Oh dear. <laughs> uh, um, anyway. Uh, money, i uh, and
1: chill. Yeah. So,
0: <laughs> yeah, sorry. Sorry there. Haas. Um, <laughs> All right, uh, let's get this going. Dennis, how you been, man? How you doing? Welcome I've back. been very good. Thanks.
2: Good I've been, been, been very good in this uh, quarantine world. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> The post-apocalyptic world. Um, it's been a while. When was the last time we had Dennis on?
0: Oh, no, I don't know. I think we were still doing blog talk.
2: Oh, goodness. <laughs> no, oh. I, I, was, I think I did the Olive Python show like two Timmy's ago, maybe. So... <laughs>
1: Well, they, all, they all blend together. That's been a while.
0: <laughs> yes. Dude, I got to tell you, man, olive pythons, uh, the, I was I pulled out my female. She's getting some good size on her, right? And I, I had her out the other day, and it's been a long time since I was, like, mesmerized by a snake, you know? I'm just like, wow, this is a really cool snake.
1: Well, <laughs> this is, re- well, this, this is a really,
0: really cool snake.
1: Dennis and I have both produced eggs. At least I I can't really go too <laughs> too much farther. <laughs> I mean I I really I can't. He still has one up on me where he has had viable babies. So um, I have to make sure I toe the line um, to uh, before I can start saying that I have produced all the pythons. So
3: you should be good.
1: I admit, we'll see. I'm not. I count no eggs before hatching.
0: So I have a question before we even start hmm. to scrubs and all and all that stuff, but. How long is the uh, incubation period for olives?
2: I should know this. Yeah, you should ask that question. <laughs> uh, you know, I feel like so. You know, I should have this stuff in front of me. But um, mm-hmm. <laughs> so, I feel like I had one clutch that hatched in pretty much sixty days, and then I had two clutches that hatched. I want to say they even were like in the seventy-some-day range. Really? Shit. I, yeah, I feel <laughs> like, and, and again, I don't. It's not in front of me. I don't remember. But I can remember having some that I was like, "Are these things ever going to hatch?" And it was because it was like the year before I thought like MacLax and all was hatched like one day apart and they were laid one day apart. And then the next year there was like two weeks in between and I was like, Oh crap, what happened now? But then mm. they came out and nothing was wrong. So I don't know I don't you know, so I would, I would say probably between sixty and like seventy five days, something like that.
1: That's yeah. not bad. Are I the mean it's
2: bigger than carpets?
1: Yes. Yes,
2: way bigger. Yeah. <laughs> Double the yeah. size. Yeah. They I, come, was- I mean the babies come out like they can eat a mouse like they can eat like a a, a good small mouse. Shit. <laughs> I mean, like I see like I see <laughs> some of the babies some of the babies get started on quail. Like they get they ah, like a son of a bitch, I am not prepared. <laughs> they're pretty uh
0: they're pretty bird feeder head like getting them on birds in the beginning is kind of the trick, right?
2: Yeah, so I've hatched three clutches now, so I've hatched mm-hmm. probably, I don't know. My clutches haven't been huge, but so I've hatched thirty-some, I think. Now, um, I would say this past year I had over fifty percent take rodents with no scenting whatsoever. That was the best nope. that I've had so far. Okay. Um, and I, th- I want to say all but like two this past year ended up taking it without even like trying a f- without even trying a uh, quail at all. So. You know, I've had worse luck in the beginning. I don't know if it was because I wasn't as good about it. Mm-hmm. Also, you know, they're big babies, so, like, they, you know, so I, I don't know that I'm, I might not rush as much either. So it might be just one of those things where I'm not as worried. Like, it's not as not as new, so mm-hmm. I kind of them a little bit more time.
1: Is it just, like, we think that the corn snake baby is more fragile because it's, like, that microscopically tiny?
2: Yeah, um, well, the weird thing about them is they don't have a feeding response, like, on rodents. Like, they don't damn show it. it. At all, like they like you can leave it in there and come back and it'll be gone. But they don't mm. they don't come out and strike. But you put a bird in front of them and they strike. Lose so it's kind of yeah, it's kind of weird. So and it took about I would say for olives it it probably took five or so feedings before you get a good feeding response out of some of them. But you can lay it in there and come back. They're not like macloths that are striking get everything moving. Like mine are all nights. Like they're actually like they're kind of like um they're tame right out of the egg. Like they have you produced bread lye? Tennis? I, I have not produced bread light.
1: Okay. It, it, my bread are the same way, where it's like they are afraid of the mouse and they just don't have, there's no feed response to play off of. So you literally have to like superheat it, put it in there, close the bin, walk away. And then after about three or four feedings, you start getting a feed response because they recognize it as like food. So yeah,
2: I, I don't know if it's because these guys, cause I'd say the olives aren't, they're not shy. They're, okay. They're not timid. They'll come out like they, you open the thing up, they'll come see you. They're okay. just not coming. They're just coming to see you. They're not coming to eat. There's no food. Okay. Yeah, and so, but you can put it in there and just close it, and then come back and it'll be gone. Nice. And so it works pretty. Like they work pretty well. I raise them. I don't know what size tub these are. Um, let's see if like one has a sticker on it or something. I don't know. Whatever. I think the normal sized, carolite something.
0: Like a six quart.
2: Uh, like a shoebox. It's like a, yeah. It's like a shoebox. It's like the standard. I don't know. They're they're old uh, herp enclosures racks. It's not it. like a
0: V18 or something like that. No,
2: they're oh, okay. they're just regular. I don't know. It'd be nice if I knew this stuff. I don't know what it is. But um, <laughs> I have sixty of them here. Something. I don't know what. Yeah,
4: know what
2: are, but I've got a whole bunch of them. So and and of course I've had them for so long. None of them have a tag on them, so I can't tell you exactly.
1: But I mean, um... I I have the five quarts for my baby racks and I was actually thinking about getting some more fifteen quarts for the olives when they hatch.
2: Yeah, I mean they they grow quick and they definitely will use the the room. They they're active, so they like to move if you give them the space. Okay. So I would definitely, especially if you're going to have any. But I mean, they I've had very good luck selling them very quickly, and I don't even try.
1: Yeah, but it's so, you though.
2: I mean, <laughs> well, the, the only reason that it's me is because I've uh, been on your show.
1: That's
0: so, true.
2: <laughs> <laughs> you know. Oh, you are
0: still, on this show, too.
2: Oh, that's right. right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. yeah. I think your show is the only reason most, that I sell them. Oh, shit. <laughs> so, I, so I think you should be pretty good. I mean, they're... But, you know, one one thing also is, like, if you talk to Sonia, Sonia has multiple... Have you guys ever had her on here?
0: Mm, no. We tried to get her on a right. couple times, but it's one of those things, like, uh, it just never came to fruition, you know? Never. i asked her multiple times, but...
1: We don't. We don't push it. If somebody says no, we kind of just leave them be. You <laughs> didn't
0: say no, but you okay. didn't say yes.
1: You didn't say yes. Right. She's yeah. like,
0: well, what am I going to talk about? And I'm like,
2: I don't know. Snakes. Snakes. <laughs> you being yeah. You're like you're a woman with a collection of badass snakes. Yeah, she has a whole bunch. She has like a half a dozen or more olives, and she says that like the different lions feed differently. So oh, she was saying, like, the one the ones she gets from certain people eat rodents better than the ones she gets from other people. I don't remember which ones are which, but yeah, so she's trying to, like, breathe the things together and do some different stuff, which is cool. Um, it is cool. So I don't know how, I don't remember how many she had. But she told me one time that she had a good amount. Um, how many
0: lines are there? Isn't there just the two bloodlines? I know at one point there was five,
2: but she has ones that she said, like, I think she has some from Nick and then she has some from Tom. And she has some from a guy named Butch. Mm. Um, okay. I feel like those are the names that come to mind. I haven't talked to her about that in a while. but um,
1: Yeah, mine are from Tom. Um, and then I think my other two. Oh. I don't have any uh, data on my other two.
2: Mine are from Jeff. Well, actually, my females from Jeff Hartwig. And my mm-hmm. male came from Ian. So my male came from Outback. So I'm not sure where the heck he yeah. came from, actually. Huh. Yeah.
0: I got one from Kohler, and then I got a pair of head albinos
2: from Nick. Ooh, I need that.
1: <laughs> Do you like the albino olive? Because I mean, I've not. Let me. All right, let me preface. I've only ever seen youngsters. I've never seen an adult albino. So. so
2: I haven't I, seen an adult, but I've seen. So Jeff Hartwig at Tiffany had like. I've seen him. He used some cool stuff. Yeah, he had. He had like a five footer or so. I guess it was that one. It was cool looking. He had it behind the table. Damn it! It was one of those things. Um, and so it was, it was neat looking. It doesn't, I wouldn't say that it like does it for me. Like a regular olive, I think is cooler just cause it's an olive. That, that snake is just incredible. You know mean? It's yeah. just like, it's a velvet and it's, I don't know. She. I'm sitting in front of one of mine and she's cruising around looking at everything and they're just awesome. You know, they're, uh, so I don't know, I would like to do heat, but the only thing they say is like, if you have the albinos, when they breed, they get all like bruised up. Because they're so, because they're so delicate. Like their skin is so fine yeah. that when they're breeding, they're they're all red and kind of rousy. Which I don't know if I'd love the look of that. Like that would make me feel like I'm doing something wrong with it. I don't know. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I guess as long as it's all good, it's probably what's. I mean, it's obviously what's happening. I just can't tell now.
1: Right. But, right.
2: Uh, it's, so I don't know. It's, like, it's kind of one of those things. You know, you also get things and you like to complete the set. You do.
1: Yeah. I mean, yeah. that's a that's a constant. <laughs> <Yeah>.
2: well, <laughs> I mean so I have people an issue are with that sometimes where I'm like, "Oh, I need to get all of those because that makes sense." Right.
1: It does, especially when people are like, "Hey, uh, clutch of this type of locality coastal." And I'm like, "Yes, please." Like that, yeah, it's
0: so Maybe we should start with this, since since the two of you guys are versed in uh, olive python breeding and whatnot right now. But I my, my, I really my...
1: just fluked it. <laughs> <So> it was, <laughs> right. It'll never so happen we, again. Yeah. You were patient. You were
2: patient, and that's the most important thing.
0: You did it once, right now. Yeah. Coming off the the uh, which, by the way, I got. I don't know about you, Owen, but I got mm. so much good feedback about the past two shows. It was, uh, it was
1: really pretty, weird. Pretty it's almost like we've been doing this for 10 years.
0: No, I think there's topic <laughs> to the topic and the guest. Uh,
1: I get it. You know, I, I I know. I know. Yeah, just, just uh, yeah.
0: I'm taking away your. Uh, you your, are. Your I,
1: know, I get it. Um, Killing it. Killing it dead. <laughs> so.
0: But um, I think it's I think that olive pythons fall. I mean, I don't know if they're. I don't want to throw them in with Bullens pythons per se, or Malukan scrubs, or something like that. But right. they're they're definitely a little bit on the trickier side. I think to breed even, even the the guys I hear in Australia sometimes struggle with, uh, with breeding them. I mean, you know, Owen swears it's the temperature. Mm. Dennis, what do what is your your go to have to make it happen to get olive eggs?
2: So, I mean, for me, I, I think, and I think it's the same with the scrubs. I think kind of perseverance was part of it, because mine were eight before I did it successfully. Now I've sure, okay. it three years in a row after that. But I do, hmm. you know, I just, I think it's feeding for me. I've, I've, I've uh, done some different things on heat, and I've, I've bred them with good hot spots. I've bred them without hot spots now. Um, like I did an ambient last year. I did no hot spot at all. Nice. And, really? and got eggs out of her with just trying to ambient just because so she kept it,
0: on... 85, 84, 83,
2: I think My room is like... I don't know. What is it right now? So right now it's... Oh. Where she is, it's 86 right now. So okay. um, my room fluctuates. It goes like in the warm, warmer time. So like in the spring to fall, it's probably 82 to 87, depending on the time of the day. It goes up and down as the day goes on. And okay. then at nighttime, I get down by... I think I had it set, it's set at 81 in here. Um, and so like I'm getting... I'm getting a fluctuation in temperature throughout the day, but it's not as much of a hot spot. But I found when I had, like, he talked about that on the episode he just did, where my female would move around the box a little bit and she would go and she'd burn herself. Like, she would get right underneath the heat lamp and she would just, and she would get as close as she could. I'd keep on moving the stuff back. She'd move it over. And then I was like, what? Well, and she actually, like, burned herself twice. And I was like, crap, I don't like this. So I mm-hmm. just decided to try it without that. And it worked. Um, I would actually say my fertility might have been a little bit better. So I don't know if it was because of that or if it was because of, I don't know. I don't know what it was because of. But I, my big thing is I just start feeding, like in the fall, I start to feed heavier. Mm-hmm. And then once I start see breeding, I try to make sure that I I try to keep on offering food when I'm see breeding and, and try to go until I see somebody refuse. Um, and so I try to get some bigger meals in them. Like I definitely am a, I put it, if, if they can fit it in there, I put it in them. Okay. Um,
0: so when you say bigger meals, you're talking what?
2: Jumbo like, I'll rats, like, rabbits? Two, like I'll give her like two jumbo rats. Okay. Um, and she's not a huge female. She's probably like nine feet, something like that. Um, I mean, there's definitely I've definitely seen ones that are bigger than her. Um, but I just I just try to make sure that every at least every ten or twelve days or every ten or fourteen days, something like that, if they're breeding and they're if she's moving, I'm feeding her. If she start if I start to see them kind of sitting and not doing much. And I walk in front, and they don't move, then I kind of leave them alone. Okay. Um, and so, like, I've, I've kind of figured that out over the time. Like, if if you open up something, and they come to look at you, then they want something. Then I just try to, I just try to cater to them in that way, and it seems to really work. Like, mm-hmm. I kind of let them tell me. So, if I go through, and I call rats out, and I go to somebody, and they don't look at me when I open up the box or open up the cage, then I don't give them anything. And I just oh, kind of man. go to the next one. <clears throat> yeah. huh. And I found that it worked because it's like if you're not like if you're really not that hungry, then I'm not going to force it on you. Right. You right. You know. And then like like I have Walmas here that'll eat the box. Eat everything. Every eat the the water bowl, the bowl does not stop.
0: Another one I love, man. Holy shit.
2: Yeah, it's I love know, it's, I it. Yeah, they're great because it's a king snake and a python all in one. <laughs> um, you that. know, and and so I just try to go through and just look at. So I, I think it's food for me on most okay. everything. I think that. Like, when I feed crappy, my results are crappy. You know, when yeah. I feed better, my results are better. I think it, that whole feed-to-breed thing, I'm not saying, I don't, like, I, if you were to come here, I don't have a whole lot of fat snakes, but I feed them at the right time. I right. I think
0: that's where people get confused sometimes, is that, especially when you're you're mostly talking about females, I would think, right? Yeah.
2: Yeah, like, yeah. I'll be, the males get a meal, like, every second or third time. Yeah. Right.
1: Okay.
2: Unless they're breeding a lot. If they're breeding a lot and they'll eat, then I try to feed them. Because I don't want to wear them out. Right. But yeah, if I can, if I can, especially like right. Well, up until about now, like oh. if I have females together and they haven't bred yet, I'm trying to give them as much food as I can. I do like that fall and spring feeding. Like the winter when I have them together, I do it a little bit sparingly. Mm-hmm. But now if I can, because if I can, I think you can make them pregnant. You can make them ovulate, or you can make them build follicles if you just if you just give them big food at the right time.
3: Right. Hmm. Yeah.
0: So you've bred them both in the fall and the spring. Um, no, I've,
2: well, actually, the date's right here. So for olive pythons, I've had eggs on April 27th, May 21st, and then May
3: 5th. Okay. Mm.
0: <clears> okay. <throat> <All right. throat> so it's around the same time.
2: What about the, yeah.
0: um, oh, go ahead.
2: And then I was send, like, the Macklots female is right underneath her, and she's April, May, and then May. So, yeah, hers has been, like, I think she did, it was the earliest has been 410, and the latest has been 522. Okay. So all in that.
1: Right lineup. in that little area, yeah.
2: So,
0: yeah, you got MacLott's clutch today, right?
2: Yeah, this morning. Nice. She, she's been cruising, so I've been waiting. She's She definitely has been out looking around. I think that's one of those things, too, is making sure you have, the right place for them to do what they need to do like that video you sent me with that woman you make me want to change the whole world around um yeah messing me up you know right? <laughs> because uh, you know, you know, like that female, my female maclots was cruising and cruising and cruising and i was like i took out the box i wet it down a little bit i'm kind of moving it around and make, i turned off the lights because i made maybe even once it darker you mm-hmm. know so it's just trying different stuff to see what would And I don't know – I don't even know if I did anything different exactly because the the bedding in there is kind of dry that she laid it on this morning. But, um, yeah, once they're moving, I'm like, oh, crap, something's happening soon. So I got to make sure that I'm – you know, for me, I put the nest boxes in there when I'm breathing. Yeah. (laughs) Because I I find that, like, when they're – they'll go sit on top of them or they'll go in them or sometimes the girls will go in them and the males will stay out. I kind of feel like it gives them a little bit of separation. So I just try to – I try to do just some of that stuff just to give them opportunities to make – you know, because they're still in a box. So you know, if I they're in a pretty good sized cage, but that way they can get away from each other a little bit, or I can see what's going on. They have their own space.
1: Yeah. Right. And my uh, my um, nest boxes are actually the females' hides, so they're in there all year round. So it's something they're used to. It's not a brand new thing. I never got the put the nest box in when the females got eggs, because now it's a brand new thing that she's not necessarily cool with. Right. So yeah.
2: Yeah. And that's the problem. Like I pulled this Maclots but cause I don't really pull them out for a while. And then I'm like, Oh, I need to scrub this thing. Cause yeah. I don't want to, like, you know, <laughs> This is gross. Yeah. yeah so, you know, all over. The top is dirty. The bottom is dirty. I'm like, you know, but I try to make it. So once they're doing that kind of thing, I just kind of leave them alone yeah. and let them do their own thing. If I need to pull them and separate them to feed them. But like literally that Maclots male, I, he just came out of there like within a week or so ago, I, I leave them in there until I'm absolutely sure.
4: Mm-hmm. Okay. You know?
2: gotcha. There are <laughs> no what babies. I too. Like, yeah.
0: You're 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 at some point you know that you're 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 good.
2: Yeah. Either, either that or if they leave each other, you know, if they're like with these scrubs, once like I knew that that they were gonna when they go to the opposite side of the cage. I've, and I've done that plenty of times with the with the olives when they're when they're sitting in a the pile, then I know I'm gonna leave them alone. And then when they start, if they're cruising or if one's sitting inside, one's sitting outside. And I know either need to separate them for a little bit or they're done. Right. You know, so I just try to pay attention. And I think that's the whole thing. Like, everybody's so anti-cohabbing, which I think is ridiculous. But, like, as far as, you know, just making sure, paying attention to what your animals are doing, like, this is not rocket science. It's, It's not. They're not. They're very simple things. You just kind of pay attention to them. And when they do something different, you react. Right.
0: Yeah. Just knowing what to look for, really. And really, that yeah. just comes from watching your snakes, you know, or understanding what they're, uh, you know, maybe some of their natural history to try to figure out what they're trying to do. you know.
2: Yeah. What they're trying to get at, yeah. And the big thing is if you have a snake that doesn't move in a lot and it's moving a lot, then why is it moving a lot? Try to figure it out and change something.
1: Answer the questions, you know. Why is this
2: happening? Yeah. yeah.
0: So so how tricky are the are the eggs like, you know, like Walmart eggs? Are they like... Yeah,
2: uh, no, you know, I don't... <laughs> I do. I have a super simple setup that I use for doing all of my eggs, and so I just use a box with a piece of that light crate on the bottom and a water bowl. Okay. With no holes in it, and I just put them in there like that. Um, I don't do the one thing I'll say is olive pythons are their eggs are thicker. Mm-hmm. They're, right. they're thicker than wombs than that's thicker than moments but they're they're thicker than Maclots. They're they're like a they're a real leathery egg. They make me worry about the babies getting out. In all honesty, but um, they get out. Um, but they, they definitely are a thicker egg in general. So they can take, they seem to be able to take whatever. Okay. Um, but I think, I don't know if you could notice that when you pull them at all, Owen, but they're definitely.
1: Oh, they're, they're, they seem. They're like leather. Hardier. Yeah. And they're like more leather like. And I, I literally just set mine up like I did with the carpet eggs and everything like that. Just, you and know, on mind. on that light stuff with the, um, on that light diffuser, whatever the hell you want to call it. Um, with uh perlite and vermiculite underneath, uh, and water and stuff of like that, I they, they they seem fine, they look like they're cooking. Um, and dude, I'm not in a rush, like, I'm not, uh, you know, I'm not gonna be one of those guys, that, like, it's day 54, I'm thinking about cutting. Like, no, <laughs> like, just yeah, just cut wait. I mean, if you want, yeah, if you, want to,
2: if you want to cut, maybe cut after the first one pips, but I wouldn't cut them at all till you
1: know, yeah, I don't, I know, not same thing with the you know, all. The other animals that are could be hatching in this area I'm not I'm not cutting shit. I'm waiting for things to pip so um, but yeah I, I, I I'm not too concerned about that I don't think I'm gonna have any issues with them coming out of the egg uh, how many so. eggs do you have uh, I got eight nice I got, yeah, like, a,
2: like, I right
1: I got number. like I got like 10 infertiles. so um, like you know it 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 was kind of like a uh, crap but this was her first year. And I don't know what I'm doing. So, um, eight is a good number, in my opinion, because that's like a good solid. God, I hope the sex ratio clutch. is right. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> I,
2: think, I think it's actually like the perfect size clutch, in all honesty, because not, it's not like they're small babies. And so, it gives you a little time to play around with them. And they're not. Yeah. Yeah. We don't have 20 of them. Right. I, I mean, at this point in time, I'd be okay with 20 of them. But, like, with them being a little bit weird to hatchling out, it'd probably be easier if you have less. Right, to so just focus on it, the first grouping and stuff like that. Plus, you know,
1: the only thing it's going to kind of screw me is if it's like, you know, it, it it's like 6.2. It's like, God damn it. <laughs> like, you no,
2: know, hey, that. hey, I'll tell you, I sell, I don't sell them in pairs hardly ever. No I, sell way. Them, I sell them individually a lot of times, and I sell the boys most of the time before I sell the girls. People just want them for pets. Son
1: of a bitch. All right.
2: <laughs> so you, you know, I, it's no,
0: different besides a retic or a berm for a big snake,
2: you know. Right. Yeah, and yeah. they're cooler. I mean, they're different. Like, because they're not crazy. Like, they're yeah. I mean, they have a food response, but I mean, they're not psychotic. Active. They're active and they're they feel different than any other python, and they're mm-hmm. just different. So, I would I'll bet you you'll be fine if you get. I, I don't see. I don't worry about having a a sex ratio that's different. And I sell them almost all for the same price now. I used to like I think I what do I sell? I was selling. I think females for three or I think females. I was doing like four fifty or so, something like that. Uh-huh. And then males I was selling for like four, I think.
1: So what, so, what are you doing right now? What is the, what's the what's the going rate for a olive?
2: So it depends on where you go. The problem is, is other people sell them for cheaper. Um, and, but I haven't really, but I found, I sold my first ones. I sold for a thousand dollars a pair poof. and I sold, and I sold yeah. them actually yeah. for a thousand dollars a pair. Um, and then I walked around the shows, and I would find like actually Jeff Hartwig has them for like eight hundred bucks a pair, but I was selling them for a thousand dollars a pair after being on your show, and he wasn't selling his for eight hundred dollars a pair. So I thought that was interesting. That but, um, the MPR bump. Yeah, damn right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Where do you guys want your checks on? Yeah, <laughs> but, um, uh, we'll take it in, it in, in all all Python.
0: Python. Yeah, that was. Well,
2: <laughs> or Mac we'll, bots, right? MacLods. Yeah, we'll, yeah. Well, yeah. why ask yes. this? Oh, Owen we'll, and I will work out the MacLods thing. Oh but, yeah, we'll work it out. Yeah. we there's no. I, my personal opinion, I think the right price point is at least eight fifty a pair or nine hundred dollars a pair. I don't think that you know it's not like they're easy to breed. It's not yeah. like it's not like I you agree. see a million of them. It's a yeah. it should like it should be at least a four hundred dollars snake to me. I agree. Um, you know, macklots are going up, and macklots <laughs> want to bite you the whole time when they're little. They get chill as they get older, but like olive pythons aren't like that. Or at least mine have not been. My, my olive pythons are nice right out of the bat. Uh, you know, you have a good, that's handleable right. snake that's pretty. That. Yeah. yeah. I've had a couple of people have a hard time when they get them acclimating them. Okay. Because like, they go with the 20 gallon setup or they go with some kind of a bigger setup. Right. And, I'd, and it looks cool. I've had some people send me pictures and they're all perching and they're doing whatever, but they, they've they had a harder time where I've had to get them to go back to tubs to get them feeding. And then once they're, but I feel like there's like a, once they hit a certain age, then they don't matter. You know, you don't but. eat anything, right? Yeah. So I think that's one of the, that's the only thing with them is that they're so funny when they're little just because their feeding response is different but then after right. they get over that then they're they'll eat your arm you know but i don't know i I think they should at least be eight fifty or nine hundred dollars a pair
1: and I'm all for that that's a I, great yeah.
2: idea <laughs> 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 Owen agree I agree next <laughs> well i mean I, I i'm I would never i don't think I'll ever want to sell them for cheaper than that after having them just because I mean well who knows what the world brings but like mm-hmm. I mean, more people. It seems like are breeding them late, right, right recently too. But I, I think they're just worth it. Like, Again, yeah. yeah, it's not. It's not like it's not like you get them and you raise them up in three years and you breed them. Like I don't know anybody that's ever done that. You know, no. it's a. You got to. You're in it for the haul for a little bit. So there <laughs> yeah. should be something. You should be taken care of with that. Plus, it's not like they're little. They take up a lot of space. Yeah. And they're what just cool. The, and they're not. Something what, else. They're, what was the age that you
0: bred them at, Dennis?
2: Eight, nine, and ten yeah so she's eleven now, and she skipped this year. I thought she was gonna go, but she didn't go
0: that yeah. uh that always fascinates me as far as like you know you're talking that it's just starting to breed at eight years old, and you have some people that are keeping pythons and they're dying at ten <laughs> right you know what I mean yeah. it just goes to show you like what is really the longevity of a species like that.
2: I had a Borneo female breed at 19 a few years ago. Damn. Shit. Um, I, I mean, I had and I had a jumbo clutch out of a female that. Shoot, how old was she? She's probably she was probably 14. Um. So yeah, I mean, I, I don't. Know, my thing is, is I get these things and then I don't ever sell the adults. Okay? Yeah. Like <laughs> Sometimes yeah. I wish I could be that guy that like, oh, I got a pair, I'm going to move them out. But like once they're here, I kind of keep them. I don't know. Yeah. Um,
1: yeah. Same way.
0: I usually end up giving them to the Owen, but somehow they that always happens come too. back.
2: <laughs> well,
1: no, it's the, you get, the adults you give me don't come back. It's the ones that you give me as babies come back as, you know, adult size at the, the year adults. of two. Yeah. So how to stop that.
2: That's <laughs> a good plan. Yeah. Yeah. I,
0: I've i thought about this a long time. You know, it's not like I just picked Owen out of the blue for a co-host. <laughs> My evil plot has, uh, has come true. Hey, you
2: raise all these up. I'll get them back in two years. They'll be ready to breed. Yeah, exactly.
0: Right. No, 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 no. Um, okay. All right, cool. I, I'm still fascinated with the... Uh, so you kind of do what Keith does with his Woma eggs. Like, um, you just kind of put the, the... I guess it
2: really doesn't matter where the water
0: is as long as the water's in the egg box, right?
2: Yeah, so... I, and I feel like I've talked about this before, but, like, I don't know. It was probably 10 years ago I was, like, I was buying... I went to go buy perlite or vermiculite or one of those things, and I couldn't find it, so I had to buy the other one. And so I did, and I was like, you know what? And I had a whole bunch of ball python clutches that year, and so I was like, I'm just going to try something. And so I did some on sphagnum, I did some on perlite, did some on vermiculite, did some with no substrate. Uh-huh. And I found that, like, it was the same. So I had, like, I don't know, I had 20 clutches of whatever, and I did them all in different ways, and the results were all the same. So I was like, well, what the heck am I buying all this other stuff for? <laughs> so I went and bought a whole, I bought a, I don't know a box of that light crate, and I just made. A, I took a whole bunch of Rubbermaid boxes. I cut them all to fit. So now I have a stack of those things, and I have a stack of boxes. And when I'm ready, you know, at the end of it, whenever somebody lays eggs and they hatch, I clean the things off and I put them in the pile, and then they're all ready to go. So it's no. It doesn't cost me any money. They're all clean, and I don't have to do any. It takes up less space. And I don't have to clean the floor when I'm done.
0: See, I just yeah. had a, uh, a Poplin carpet clutch go, and um, they hatched out. But I had, I don't know what it is this season. I, th- I, I So I used those, um, uh, what the hell are they called? Why am I drawing a blank on them? You know, the ones with the, it's kind of like the, the above water suspension method.
1: Yeah, the, ones. The, the monitor. Yeah. Guy, yeah, yeah, the, uh, yeah, 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 um. God, God damn it. Shit. I don't have The sim containers. Sim containers. containers.
0: Thank you. Okay. Same idea. Have you guys guys ever seen where the eggs are, like, pulling that water up onto them?
2: No. No. See, I don't have any water underneath mine. Mine's just in a water bowl. So
0: You just have a water bowl, right? Like, what, a 16-ounce deli cup or something like
2: that? I have all these little ceramic bowls, like little baby water bowls. I just put one of those in there. Um. (laughs) If you can look on you can look on my
1: uh... yeah the picture of the mac eggs is is yeah. set up yeah, yeah
2: I think my daughter's in front of it and it's set up that's exactly how I put it in the incubator if you if you look that up. yeah,
0: okay, only because i've had I had this clutch and I noticed that they like they all molded. And then I saw a couple of the other eggs starting to mold. so I got the foot hmm. powder stuff and I kind of like, you know,
1: your like, box is too wet, dude?
0: I don't know. There's not, I mean, there's nothing in it. There's mm. just the water in the bottom. So I'm thinking, like, yeah. did I put too much water in it? But I, I don't fill it all the way up. I only put a little tiny bit in
2: there. Uh,
1: uh, what, yeah. what I found with the sim containers, with people, like, uh, I think I saw one person, actually, he would go get sponges. And rather than putting water, he would put the sponge in the bottom and then chuck it at the end of the year. Because God only knows, like, I would not recommend recleaning it because God... God only knows what bacteria and shit's going to grow in it. But rather than having water that can slosh around and do craziness, it's like just uh, almost like uh, where I've had success with those tubs is I actually put perlite and stuff in the bottom of it. And that was only for like Cali King eggs and stuff like that.
0: Yeah, I I did that before. um, Right. But um, I guess this year I was just, I don't know, I just put the water Mm. in there. And I've heard somebody say about the sponges before. I think it was Mike that told me about them back in the day, like, try putting sponges in the bottom. But, um, I don't know. It was weird. I just, uh, like when you guys, well, let me ask this question to you guys. Mm -hmm. You've had moldy eggs and you used the foot powder. What are you doing? Just sprinkling it on there a little bit or wiping it? I've never used it. No?
1: Okay. Um, uh, I have done many a method of trying to keep an egg from dying from mold. Okay. Um, the first one was, uh, uh, mouthwash, which I don't recommend because it's a lot of liquid on the surface of the egg, even though it does dry quickly, but it does fuck with the temperature. Um, but the egg lived, and that hatched. Um, the other one would be the foot powder. I've literally just sprinkled it on, and then you kind of just rub the egg, and then it kind of gets the to where it all has got to be and where all the mold's at. Um, you know, I've done that before. Uh, you kind of got to know when to call it a quits, though, because eventually if it starts getting – runny and uh, like disgusting and smelly it's dead so yeah Yeah. but i've done that before and then i've heard a bunch of people who just let it ride and
0: usually i do yeah usually i do i i've had like sometimes where you get a moldy egg in the in the bunch for whatever reason and Mm. you know sometimes they've died and it's it's gone that way or whatever but i've never had a problem where the one egg affected the rest of the eggs but for whatever reason this reason this season that one clutch and I and I saw it started to creeping up, maybe because I left them alone. I was talking to Rob, and he was saying, like, uh, maybe because I'm not getting enough airflow in there, maybe I should open it up more often. I don't yeah. know. They're just so busy at work that I haven't really had time. to. I've sort of, like, left them alone, so to speak. Like, maybe mm. once a week I'll peek in there and just kind of, like, lift the lids or whatever. But um, I don't know. I was just curious on your guys' yeah. thoughts.
2: See, I've never, like, I don't know if I've ever just not been lucky. I don't know. I've had a lot of eggs in my life. But... I've never really had a moldy anything that I was like, oh, I'm going to save it. I guess I always just kind of put it at the side, and if it makes it, it makes it. If it doesn't, yeah. it doesn't. So I've never actually tried anything with any eggs. I just, like, if nothing else, I just move them over. I just separate them so they're apart.
1: Right. Yeah, I, um, I, I do that usually with the ones that I think are not going to make it now. it's right. but,
2: but I've also yeah. had, like, I had a buddy that had a whole bunch of ball python stuff last year, and he tried the same method that I do, and he didn't have very good luck with it. So I don't know if it's... Like, my incubator is one that I built myself out of plywood with some, you know, housing insulation. <laughs> you know, I have a window in the front of it. It's super simple. It's not even airtight. I could see You could see the light coming through it. And I've got a light bulb on the bottom and heat cable running all the the sides. So it's not even fancy, but it works for me, whereas it doesn't seem to always work for everybody else. So I think it's just one of the same thing with, like, the snakes. You know, I guess you do whatever works for you. Whatever yeah. Whatever works. And unfortunately, it doesn't work for everybody
0: yeah and it's but what's weird with eggs though is like you can't really how do you judge if it's working or it's not working like I mean you gotta react like i mean you can look at a snake if it's away from the heat, then you know maybe it's too too hot if it's away from the right. on the heat, maybe it's too cold, you know the egg is <laughs> you know what I, mean? I, I don't know, I'm just kind of like trying to think of a way to uh I'm always trying to improve it for next year. So I don't have the same problems. Cause you know, it's going to be that one clutch that you've been waiting for forever. That'll, that'll
1: be the one that goes, yeah.
0: Screwed on, you know? So.
1: Yeah. All right.
0: But, uh, but yeah, but I did, uh, there was, uh, three, no, four nice pop ones that hatched out from that one. So I was pretty excited nice. about that.
2: Though. Nice. Anyway, those, those will definitely be holdbacks, right? Yeah. Well, I mean,
0: no, you're going to actually, no, 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 I'm, uh, this because you're be caging here.
2: everything now, right? You're, are you thinning so you can cage everything?
0: Yeah, well, part of it is going to be paying for the caging. <laughs>
2: <So>
0: <laughs> you're going to have to sell stuff. But, uh, you know, um, I don't know, man. Like, I, 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 I've, I've held back some stuff, um, you know, that I got going on. And um, everything is starting to actually move up now. So as everything is moving up, I'm like, oh, shit. I gotta start selling these things.
1: <laughs>
2: yeah, I'm running out of bins. Like, yeah, it's yeah. But yeah, I'm
0: moving to caging. Yes,
2: yeah. Yeah, you, well, your well, your room is definitely like a, it. It's like a grow up room. So I'm always like, where are the adults gonna go? <laughs> the
0: room next to it. Well, now that I got, um, I've moved, um, I've moved some of the bread lie over to my cold room. Um, so that's sort of how I'm phasing it. I'm gonna finish uh-huh. off the cold room. And uh, basically, I'm moving the breadline, the inlands, and possibly the Brisbane over to this room, um, and that'll thin out that room. And then I'm gonna take over the other side of my garage, so and <laughs> nice. it'll be like a you know two car garage, full size uh, type of deal. So, we're get done
2: some... by August. No, no.
0: <laughs> which is I'm actually kind of glad <laughs> that oh. there's no carpet fest here this year, so that come next year. It'll we'll be, uh, we'll you be
1: gonna there. have proper ventilation in your room so you're not like dying as you're showing people your room So it rains on you, yeah.
0: Well, I bet you, I bet you next time a majority of people will probably stay in the cold room because I mean,
1: where the know, diamonds are,
0: yeah. diamonds, inlands, and Come on, man.
1: <laughs> I mean, yeah, that, that is where all the cool shit is, yeah. What
0: else do you got to see, you know? I mean, yeah, come on. um,
1: pop ones. Psh. Nah,
0: yeah, I know that's
2: not your your flavor.
1: Yeah, four foot dirt snakes, you know.
2: <laughs> we, we have a lot of other you? cool stuff in there, though. I mean, you got cool, and you still have anchovies, you still have like Stimpsons and stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah. Most yeah, of the so,
0: everything uh, I have is all Australian, except for I still got an Angolan python. Um,
1: <laughs> the Angolan's still hanging in there,
0: still hanging in, yeah. <laughs> i uh i did get um i did get um Rockhamptons from Mike pinnell and i also got a granite spotted python man is that, nice. that cool
1: yeah, yeah. spotteds are cool i got mine too big i'm not allowed to have granite i'm not allowed to have entries i hurt yeah. them
2: yeah so, so but, uh, I, I sold the last granite spotted it's not
1: really important bad now <laughs> <laughs> It's all right. Um I I will I'll I'll come over to Eric's at some point and relieve him of those orange and black ones too. Those those snakes that he he shouldn't have. I still have. have
0: them too, the rings. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, I figure that's the, you know, when the roughies hatch, I'll be uh waving some ring pythons.
1: Good luck with that. I really um I I wish you I, I really wish you luck. I do. It's <laughs> It's going to be hard, I'm See, telling I'm gonna, you right now. See, I'm going go to go the back
0: doors. I'm going back doors. I'm don't don't go. go to her. Don't yes. go to her. That's, um, hey, she knows better. By the way, <laughs> you like Ring Python.
1: She right? does. That's the problem. Casey uh-huh. got her hooked on rings, yeah. Yeah. I'm going
0: to say, well, you know, I did tell you a significant mother about <sighs> nope,
1: that. Nope, nope. Anyway. <laughs>
0: Next thing I know, there'll be a roughy on my doorstep. Like
1: I say good luck. Exactly.
0: <laughs> um. So... Yeah, I do. I still do have uh, Meraki scrubs or Maruki, or however you want to say it. How did, what are we saying? Now? What is yeah, what
2: what like, is, is the term? Is yeah.
0: it, is I, it, I,
1: it, I say Meraki. I, I don't
2: know if I'm right or not, though. I don't know
1: either. So, <laughs> Can you ask people at the zoo dentist? Don't they know? <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? They, There's got to be don't.
2: somebody
0: out there, somebody, somebody has in to Indonesia know. that's listening to us. And they, I know they, you're they out there because I see, the st- <laughs> I see the stats. So please... Tell me the correct way to say. Hey,
2: you can probably it. Google it and it'll tell you how to say it. Can you do one of those things? Oh,
1: We're, we don't know how to work Google. I mean, come on now. Yeah,
0: we only know Siri.
1: Yeah.
2: <laughs> um, um, and and Billy Hunt is who I sold that spot to. I don't know. Yeah, I, like, I, know, know. I know. him well, and it just it just went blank. You guys made me nervous. Oh uh, yeah.
1: Owen uh, does that to people. It's because <laughs> it's, it's Dennis for the first time talking to us. Yeah, I know.
0: <laughs> um so so southern scrubs um you yeah, so you finally produced them um first of all was it was it, how awesome was it when they friggin' hatched out man i mean it
2: was super awesome. like i still have one egg that hasn't hatched so i'm i'm oh shit waiting for that so um no it was super awesome because well if you have them like they're not for the light-hearted like i don't even know like <laughs> You know, so it's one of those things, you better want to have this animal. (laughs) You gotta want it. Because they're kind of stressful in some ways, and they're, I mean, they're awesome, don't get me wrong, but, like, it's a lot of work, like, as far as moving them around and doing whatever else, so it's definitely, it's definitely, it's nice to have some kind of a fruit for your labor, as far as that kind of thing goes, you know, and then when you see them come out, you're like, these are red little babies, you know, they're also orange, I guess, but. No, they're super awesome. No, it was very, very exciting. Very exciting.
0: Are you gonna have a male for sale?
1: (laughs) 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 I'm asking for a friend.
0: No, I lost. I I had a pair, and I lost my male. So now I just have a female. So how big is your female? My female is probably maybe a year and a half.
1: Okay. uh, So so about the size of your hatchlings, because it's Eric's. No. So you know, yeah.
0: She's probably maybe.
2: Three, four foot, maybe? Three foot? That's a so wasn't. So I didn't have the best clutch in the whole world, and Oof. I had a little bit of a tragedy afterwards. So um, so I got... The female laid three eggs one day, and then retained ten. Mm. Um, yeah, so in the... Got ten out of her, and then she seemed like she was doing okay. She ate, and then she died. So... Um, so complications wise, as far as that goes, so 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 far I only have three, and two of them have hatched out and have been girls. Nice. So so I'm at least keeping one of those, and I'm hoping that this little I'm hoping this little one that's in the egg is still as a boy, because my thought was is maybe what I would do is if somebody had girls that were going, I've got this breeder proven breeder male that right. is gonna have to wait for a long time to see one of these girls, or if I trade with I talked to David, see it, maybe trade one with him or do something or mm-hmm. right. something like that. But um, so it was one of those, like, there was a lot of uh, excitement, and then there was some, like, oh, crap with this one. But, you know,
4: because
2: so like... I've really only ever had two snakes egg bound in my life. I've had a lot of clutches of, of eggs, and this is one of them. And then one was a blood python that I got from Keith that I paid a ton of money in when I was, I don't know, like. Twelve years ago, um, yeah. and being so Keith, which, Keith being who he is, he gave me a yearling female the next year to to make up for it. Damn!
0: What do you know? How Go, Keith!
1: That? Yeah, customer
0: service.
2: Wow. Well, a. Okay.
0: Well. <laughs> <laughs> what do you know? Oh, <laughs> it's so <Yeah>. weird. Anyway, <laughs> do you have any thoughts on what happened,
2: or yeah? You- so, I, so I do have. So, because she laid. So she laid the eggs on February. When did she lay them? Uh, February second? No, no, February twenty third is when she laid. Okay. So my thought is, yeah, I still was kind of cooling everything. Uh huh. So I'm wondering if it was because, but which the weird part is, because I don't really let my room. My room gets cooler at night. It still warms up. But I'm just wondering if maybe she didn't get hot enough during the day for some of it to, or if it was one of those things. Cause she was a little, she was overdue in laying them too, so she she had her prelay shed on the sixth of January and then See didn't lay until. That's super early. Yeah it is. Yeah, that's why I wasn't ready. Like I was like, you know, because I was, I was looking and I was I was still feeding her and she was and then all of a sudden, I looked at her like in the beginning of February and I was like, man, she's huge. Uh, yeah. She's huge and she's super dark and she's like so I didn't really think the shed was the right shed. And then all of a sudden I was like, because I, would, I wouldn't feed them heavy at that point. No, I was just kind of leaving them alone because they were still together and they were kind of. And then all of a sudden the male started living in the water bowl and she was kind of perched around. Then I was like, huh, what's going on here? Mm-hmm. And then she changed her color. And then so, I, so I'm kind of wondering if I, you know, she had eggs in her at the wrong time for me. Right. Uh, yeah. And maybe wasn't like I didn't warm it up enough in there or. Whatever, just because I wasn't ready at that point in time. That's not what, I, like, she, I've, I've had, like, this female, the female that I had, she has a crazy story. I'll just give you her story. So, yeah, okay. I, I work, I work at a zoo in Norfolk. And so, um, I just hit my 20th year of being at this place, it's kind of crazy. And in 2014, I get a call from an animal control guy, and he's like, man, there's this big brown snake in this backyard that these people abandoned. Like, these people have moved out and had all these pets. And, and it ends up being this, like, nine foot, meraki scrub pythons living in a wood pile with a oh, dude and like the guy had, like they had left the house and left and there were there were cages of like dead rabbits in them whatever else and she had a meal in her like i don't know what she ate, but she had she ate a cat or she ate something a possum, possible. or
1: something yeah, crazy she, yeah
2: she had a humongous meal in her and so um they couldn't find her she kept on going in this wood pile then she was basking one morning and grabbed her and then i ended up getting her and i thought i was just gonna re- i thought i was one of those things i was gonna help them out get rid of it and i had it and i was like oh this is pretty neat because like <laughs> i'd had some pan and bars before but like i'd walk in the room and this thing would look at you and whatever else and i was like i guess so, so i acquired a male and whatever else but so like i've literally been trying to breed these things since 2015 because she was about the right size then um so it's just one of and every year like the first couple years i didn't see anything happen and then these last two years before this like I swear she built. She was building follicles. She was doing all the right things. She was basking at the right time. She was acting all funny, and then nothing. And I was like, I was just getting closer and close. And, you know, I knew I was getting closer, and so I was trying to do like I talked to David. Actually, I talked to I talked to David about it. I talked to Lawrence about it. And I talked to whoever. I talked to Dan Malieri about it, temperature-wise. Mm-hmm. And you know, so they gave me some tips on things, and I didn't really, and honestly, because I'm stubborn, I didn't really change a whole lot. Um, <laughs> but I made, I did make it cooler, if nothing else. I turned off the heat for the most part. And so, cause everybody's like, why are you keeping them warmer like that? They like it cooler. And so like I had heat lamps on the mail now and then they, he stays as far away from it as possible. So my long story short, I feel like my problem was, is maybe I didn't have enough heat, but there also is a heater. Like I have a, a oil filled heater, more or less right in front of their cage that they could go sit in. that would be warmer. And she never went and sat in front of that. So it, it also makes me think that she's not over there basking. Yeah. I mean, because there's there's somewhat of a – it's definitely warmer right here, right on that side than it is on the other, just because there's a heater there. She, she had never, the
1: option, and she never used it.
2: Yeah, she never yeah. really used it. So I'm not really – so she definitely had enough weight. She had a lay box. She had – you know, unless something – unless me leaving the mail in there had something to do with it, but I don't think that's because he kind of left her alone. He wanted nothing to do with her. Yeah. Um. And then once I knew then I separated them just cuz I was like well plus if you have two 10 foot scrub python's in a cage together there's nothing easy about changing the water or doing a little anything little difficult different. yeah <laughs> and I mean and the range on those things is ridiculous like I
3: don't...
2: <laughs> she tagged me twice in the last like 4 months of her life that I was just like man I was like I thought I was far enough away but accurate and longer than you expect I, swear, I think they have, like, a four-and-a-half-foot strike range with those things. It's ridiculous. That's but...
1: fantastic. <laughs>
2: just... <laughs> where did it hit yeah. you? Yeah, know, like, right, right on the top of the thumb, like, right where you're...
1: Oh, go to hell.
2: Yeah, and so it was one of those things that I was just happy my wife wasn't in here because it looked like Dexter come in the house. Like a... <laughs> they just, you just bleed, and everything starts swelling, and you're just like, oh, man. Like, yeah. uh, I took a couple hand bites. Of, like, I think she got me three times over the last over the, how long did I have her? Six years. And the first one was I, she was in a four foot vision cage and she was sitting in the back corner and I opened it up and just put my hands on the, uh, on the tracks, just like mm-hmm. I was going to grab the water bowl. Uh-huh. And man, she hit, she hit my knuckles. Like Ugh. it was one of those one fail swoop. Like it, I didn't even see it coming. I just thought I had enough. Just, you know, I was just, I was ignorant to the fact of what a scrub bite on is. It is <laughs> It is not another. It is not every other snake, you know. The heat-seeking missile. Yeah, it, they're awesome. I mean, they're, they're <laughs> super awesome. And now I've got helmeted scrubs crubs that I'm growing up that are awesome, dude.
1: Rubs. Oh yeah.
2: But yeah, so they. I mean, they're awesome, but they are, not for the light. You know, you definitely have to be on your toes having them. Yes. It's
0: <laughs> true. Yes. Are your what size are yours? Are they
2: older? Which one's the the Almahera? Hamahara. Yeah. So I am lucky. So I so I've been doing the zoo thing for a long time, and I've never had anything like. It's not the highest paying career in the world, but I was lucky enough to get a captive bred pair from Oklahoma City. No freaking way! So oh, that's awesome, dude. So, so I have a pair that were born oddly enough on my birthday, <laughs> and they will be two years old this November. So like, these like, are mine. <laughs> <laughs> They're meant to was, be. <laughs> It was meant to be. That's I, saw. I saw him going on a zoo listserv and I was like, I I'm, I texted a friend that I had to work there, and I was like, what are the chances of these going to somebody other than a zoo? And he's like, well, we have to let them go to zoos first and see who wants what, and if there's any left, maybe. And it worked.
1: Dude, that's nuts. Yeah. That is so cool.
2: You have to, like, sign your life You have to, like, fill out a whole
1: bunch sign of Sign your, your life away. Yeah.
2: Yeah. It's one of those those things, but, you know, it's... This, this whole career thing finally worked out in my favor and that. <laughs> <laughs> finally, the zoo job <laughs> was working. These years. Do, you, do you know how many times I've tried? I've been like, ooh, I want that. I've, I've tried so many times to get zoo animals and always failed. And then this, and of, I mean, of all things, like pretty much I have the first captive captive-bred pair of all my hair scrubs that are awesome.
1: I'm sorry I'm sorry Dennis that you've been for years looking through the zoo animals like I want that one and that one and no one's been able to give it to you so you know it's
2: it's uh, true well lucky enough in my job I get to choose the animals in our collection yeah so I, right. I have so i have been very lucky in getting to choose at we have a great collection of animals so <laughs> um so I've been lucky in getting to choose a great collection of animals for work but I wanted some for home <laughs> my <want some> own <laughs> And I finally did it.
1: it awesome. That's awesome. I love that. <laughs> I'm going to send you a list if something appears.
0: <laughs> I'm just saying, if Owen Pelley's ever come on that list, yeah, you, Holy better, you hell, better call man. somebody. They, they did
2: come on a list not long ago. Well, god damn it, dude. Oh <laughs> I, cu- I couldn't get the approval. Uh. Are
3: you kidding What? Who the was hell? the white
2: Who's running this zoo? Just, no, cut. Now, you're, yeah. <laughs>
1: mad at your zoo now.
2: (laughs) So the the problem with an pelly, because me, I would say, and I think I said to someone here, like, if there was ever a snake I'd want to find, it's that, you know, that would be it for me. Um, But you guys are jerks and did it. But um, (laughs) Whatever. And and I don't know if anybody else is like that, but I listen to your podcast with Keith, and I'm like, can you guys shut up already?
0: (laughs) I know. I have to say something officially on the air, like, you know, um, we're we're in this group, right? It's me, Keith, Rob, Matt, and... um, and, uh, Owen. Uh, and yeah. like uh, every once in a while we'll just start talking and we're you know just out of the blue one of us will be like we found a goddamn Owen belly python and that's like
1: well some of us weren't there <laughs> it's like oh you guys yeah. suck
2: man <laughs> i was thinking i was outside doing yard work yesterday, listening to your podcast and i'm like you assholes shut up already <laughs> um ever so, <laughs> so, but, but no there was a chance for some to come over but But again, it's one of those things. Like when you show it to a zoo director, it's not the flashiest of snakes to spend a good amount of money to get from Australia.
0: But no, no, that's true. I get it. But I I I don't. don't. I'm (laughs) not not done. Belly python. You're wrong.
1: (laughs) Well, Dennis, the 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 way we correct this is that you have to become the director of the zoo. (laughs) So and then that's the best way to fix it. So I'm going to need you to do that. I'm going to need you to become the director, and then uh, we can get the animals we want. Oh my
0: goodness. (laughs) Oh know, zoo people, what are you doing?
1: I, they don't want me. <laughs> they they chased I, me out.
2: <laughs> There'd be a lot of benefits to that. It'd be okay you know, with right?
1: That. <laughs> wow.
0: How cool is that, man? Wow.
2: That's uh well, at least it's
0: cool that they're being um,
1: that they're offered. being shopped, yeah.
2: Well they're f I mean they're from Gavin, so it's like yeah. Uh, yeah, so what a cool guy, yeah. God damn, that would be awesome. I know. Tell me about it. So
0: Stupid. How jealous would we all be if uh, Dennis gets to go to work every day
1: and work with Owen would Pellet? He play with Owen Pellet? Pellet I'd be mad hey at him. That'd be,
2: that'd Who's be in bad. the Owen Pellet Club now. Yeah, that'd be bad. Yeah. Yeah, um, maybe one day I'll, I'll try to keep. Well, now, who knows? Our budgets are cut and everything. There's no way we're spending thousands of dollars to get snakes here now. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Shit. Wow. How's that been? So I have to ask this question. It's kind of off topic since you said that. I don't, if, wait. If you, can't, if you can't talk about this, then I can delete it out. but I'm just curious, like you know like how does the zoo um, stay afloat when there's no revenue coming?
2: through the door? So luckily for us, now not all zoos are this way. We're a city- run zoo, so well, well we're half run by a city and half run by a nonprofit. Okay, okay. so like the animal stuff is all animals, uh, maintenance and horticulture are all done by the city. And then the rest of it, like education and all that other stuff, is done by a nonprofit. So for us, we've like luckily, I think, really, I think luckily, we're we're run by the city. So the city has made it. So um, they took out all part-time employees, put, took out some other things, and we've just been we kind of cut our staff in half as far as like we don't overlap. Although we're this weekend, we're going back to regular schedules. Um, okay. But, I mean, the, the zoo's been fantastic to us, I would say. Uh, and, you know, there's, we just go to work and get our stuff done and work a whatever-hour day and then get out of there. And uh, we've been actually working some week. Well, I do a lot of stuff from home. So I would say we've been working less time work week, but we've been doing, you know, we have Zoom meetings on the, on the weekend. And mm-hmm. you know, I do a whole bunch of different stuff like that. So I keep busy, but... Um, now, they've been they've been very very good to us and like there are so many people out there that are in a much worse place than we are so right. I don't know how long it could last like this or what's gonna you know if, if the city manager were to say something different then our jobs could probably be a lot different but I you know I don't think that the way we're run I don't know that they could really do anything differently I don't I don't know I don't know I, don't know, I mean I'm sure they could right but but I you know I can't say a bad thing about working for the city or working for the zoo at this point in time because we have been in a a great spot I mean nothing is you know we're not supposed to we're not doing any projects we're not you know we're not buying anything extra it's only you know get what you need and that's it sure, um, sure. but you know our day-to-day is pretty much the same you know so we just kind of so then, doing whatever we can to kind of keep things going you know and we did
0: the, the worst part of the whole transaction just minus the people minus people
2: <laughs> yeah <laughs> I'm can we do this all the time? (laughs) Well and there are there are benefits too. So my wife works there as well and so we have no daycare because of this whole thing. And so I stay home in the morning with the kids and then I go and meet her at lunch. So my my two kids have run at the zoo for an hour or so every day to themselves so they get to a secret thing.
1: You're just you're just um, releasing your children into the zoo and they're like, they well, can't go anywhere. their are
2: fences. Like... Of, yeah, well, it was one of us, you know. So <laughs> you know I mean, I have a, a one-year-old and a three-and-a-half-year-old, so they're not going. But so far, but um, okay. you know, they get to go see stuff. The orangutans come and see them, and that's whatever. awesome. Like you, you can definitely tell that the animals realize that ant people are not there. They're definitely they're like, oh, who's over here? Let me go check it out. So it's oh, kind of interesting, and and they love it, and.
1: You and your wife filling out the book, saying that like you you allowed the animals to stare at your children. Does that count as enrichment for the animal?
2: It definitely is an enrichment, but I don't know that All we right. actually logged it. We should log you it. You should log it. Just log it. <laughs>
0: you have to log when you do enrichment.
2: Oh, yes. you log
0: everything.
2: <laughs> wow. No
1: yeah. good. You have to put in what you did, what if they liked it, if they hated it.
2: <laughs> you have to rate it. You have to yeah. You have to say mm-hmm. what kind of interaction they had with it. You know, so being an AVA zoo. You have, like, you have lots of rules and lots, like, you don't just go to work and get to clean something up and feed something and go. You've got, you know, training logs and enrichment logs and, you know, you name it. They want to know everything. They want to know now there's welfare stuff. You have to do welfare assessments on every animal. You know, so are they, you know, are they being fulfilled in any, every way you state, you know, you have to do all of There's a lot of stuff that AZA makes you do, which mm-hmm. is also, you know. A lot of it, I think, is kind of a make sure everybody's doing the right thing and a little bit of a CYA kind of right. thing to, to make it sure. so you know that way nobody can come back and say you weren't doing everything you needed to do. So it does put a lot of checks and balances, but I think it's good. Mm-hmm. Um, right. But it definitely they. I mean, I feel like every year they put more and more things on you. It definitely gets harder to do with the staff.
4: Right.
2: Because you, you don't. It's not like it's not like you're adding people left and right. So you have to do the same stuff you were doing before. And now you have to do a whole bunch of paperwork with it. So, but it's a good learning experience, and I think it's we have you know luckily we have interns and we have all kinds of different things, and um, we you know we get a lot of different interns, we get seasonals, we get all these others. Now I don't know what's going to happen with those positions now because those may be, I don't know, those might take a break for a little bit. But um,
1: you telling me this is my chance to get back into the zoo field right now when they're desperate?
2: That, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I say yeah, <laughs> go for it. You never she, know.
1: Yeah, God, I wish.
0: <laughs> so much better but, than insurance.
1: You have no idea. <laughs> but, but I'm
2: sure in insurance you plan to make a lot more money.
1: Well, I would I am a bottom rung of a ladder, so probably not that much more. So
2: I would take a pay cut to go work at a zoo.
1: <laughs>
2: mm. ugh. Well you guys need to I mean, Matt's been saying that forever he's gonna come down to visit. You guys should all come visit one day. Yeah. Yeah,
0: man. Do it, I'm man. telling you, we're all itching, man. Every every other day, it's like, yo, when we going out? Where are we, going? Are
2: we going? What are we going to do? What,
1: what? Can we look for copperheads yet? It's like, yeah, it's so, like, yeah.
2: Speaking Matt's, of Matt, he just, he just texted me a picture of a new clutch he had.
1: Oh, the man. Extreme Team marbles or whatever they Holy are. Holy <laughs> crap!
2: What the hell? Just he's gonna you know, keep it all better, of it them. Makes it better and better.
1: Yeah, but he's gonna keep all of them. That's the way he is. Where he's like, I don't know, man. This clutch of five. I'm seeing at least four holdbacks. It's like, wait. It's like, what about other people?
2: You're right. He he needs another. He needs to take over that garage.
1: Yeah, he does. I don't know why he hasn't done it yet. Well, Kim. So <laughs> that's probably why. Um, but it, dude. That stuff's nuts, and I, I was really digging the one with the stripe going. Are we allowed to talk about this on air. Should we check yeah. with it first? Uh, we're good. I think we're good. He won't care. <laughs> if you do care, let it be known. I tried. So anyway, the ones with the stripes I could really dig, which is weird because I, me and short tails, it just doesn't go. So yeah, yeah.
2: He makes his he, he makes some. He no. makes you want them. Yeah. <laughs> I have one pair of Borneos still that I think she's grabbed it actually, but like I don't know. I think they're nice, but they're not like this.
1: Well, you know, just 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 start offering shit to, uh, you know, Matt and see if he
2: parts with one. Mm. I, that's the last thing I need. That's another problem. <laughs>
0: I know, right? Every year ah. you think you're done until somebody else comes along with some new. <laughs>
2: Oh, yeah, got, And that's why, I mean, my collection is, I don't have a ton of snakes, but I have a lot of different stuff. And so, and I love it all, don't get me wrong, but I'm always like, I need less. But then I find, or, you know, but things like, I don't know, I have a lot of jungles, and I have a good amount of liasis, and I have ball pythons, and I have corn snakes, and I have whatever else. But I'm just like, I don't know, it's just like, I like too much stuff.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's like, like right now, I'm like sitting there, I'm like, I only really need one animal, and then. Somebody was texting me about Rockhamptons and I'm like, damn it. <laughs> I need those. Because like you said see, earlier, you I want to complete the, the set. Got,
0: you gotta see the ones I got from Mike Mike.
1: I don't wanna see them because they're a Michael Pennell oh, coastal God. locality. Like that that no, I don't wanna see them. It's like a double may, whammy of coastal I may cars. hurt you and take them from <laughs> you. Like I can't don't tempt me with that shit.
0: They're so clean, man.
1: Mike, if you're listening, I will take pictures. <laughs> like you can oh, just so send them. Clean. Shut up! Don't, Dude. don't. No, I don't want to talk about them anymore.
0: <laughs> <So it's... laughs> oh my god, that head stamp, man!
1: What I don't have next? the money to talk about this shit anymore.
0: You don't need money.
1: <laughs> it, well, Hi, Nick. When'd you get here? So it's. <laughs> oh.
2: All right. Yeah, so see, my my problem with carpets is jungles. Like I have yeah. one pair of hypo bread light, but like I don't know, I have probably nine jungles. Like I just and. I'm, Every time I make some, I'm like, "Oh, I got to keep those." Like, jungles are the—I don't know—of all carpet pythons, that's my weakness.
0: Jungle carpets, yeah,
4: yeah.
0: Yeah, I was. uh, Josh Easter was posting around some pics of like uh, jungle carpets from like 1980s, right? Mm -hmm. And when you see what they look like, (laughs) they look (laughs) like a wild, dirt, wild (laughs) wild carpet python, and you're—and it's really quite impressive how far. That they have come.
2: Yeah, like, well, I mean, I can think of trying to buy some when I was a teenager at the Orlando show, and they were uh-huh. sold out. You know, they were sold out for four hundred dollars a piece. They were, you couldn't buy one. And so, like the next year, I got some from Craig Chumbauer, and I thought they were the best jungles in the world. Like they were fantastic. And now I look at them and I'm like, they were nice, but they were not. Like the jungles today would blow them out of the water. I mean, that was how old was I? So probably like late nineties. I think I got those mid, mid late nineties. Okay. Mm. Those things, I say stuff like that, and then I'm like, man, I'm getting old. But um... <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to my world. <laughs> yeah. And so, um, but yeah, like, I mean, I thought they were, like, I look, I have old straggler pictures. I guess that makes me feel old, too. And, when, and they're like paper pictures I have, and I look at them, and I'm like, man, those things were, they were all right. But they were, at the time, they were incredible. Yeah. Today, they'd be like C-grade.
0: Mm. Yeah, people wouldn't even look twice at them. But like... Somebody must have had a vision at some point. Like, I don't know, maybe they saw one in the wild and they're just like, you know, every once in a while, like, there's certain locales that you do get that yellow or more yellow, if you will, or gold, you know, you'll get that look a lot. You'll see that in certain locales, like Tully, and there's a couple beach localities that have that, uh, um, you know, like really kind of yellow look to them. And, um, um, you know, somebody probably saw them and said, well, I guess we could breed that today. (laughs) That's right. why I don't understand. Like, uh, you know, to me, I don't know. I, the more and more that I'm the, with my collection, I think you know one thing. I think is like I've kind of like really made the decision that I'm kind of done with Jags.
2: Oh, really? I yeah. made the decision a long time ago. Yeah,
0: I think I'm. Uh, I'm. I, you know, I I still have the ones I have, and like I'm not gonna necessarily you know. I mean, maybe if the right person came along, I would give them in a project or whatever. Mm-hmm. And there certain ones that I just want to get the color into some other things, but not really, like, just get rid of the Jags and keep the other parts of it, you know? Like, I think if you bred a Gamma Jag to a Caramel Zebra, I would not be interested in the Caramel Zebra Jag. I would be interested in the Caramel Zebras with the color into it, if you know what I mean.
1: I get what you're saying. Yeah. Um, I just yeah. I don't
0: know, man. I, I just...
1: I, well, I mean, let's put it this way. I have... I
0: know out yesterday, and I'm just like, oh, this is...
1: Uh, well, I'm the same way. Like, <laughs> I have the I have those caramel jags, and I'm like, all right, well, two of you are getting out of here because I don't need four of you. And I'm like, which one can I sell? Because the ones that I would want to sell are so wonky, I'm like, I feel bad selling it. Like, I don't know what to do. Here. Yeah, it's... it's like
0: a lot of my projects are tied into that. So, I can, in order to breed to get the regular stuff, I have to mm. breed the jag. So, like, but then as soon as I get that, I can phase it out. You know what I'm saying? Right. Because I have an Exanic Jag and Exanic Regular Coastal. So, to like, to kind of phase that out, if you will, I would breed them, keep the Exanics, get rid of the Jags.
1: I, uh, I like, I'm, like I said, I'm probably going to pick two Caramel Jag males to just ditch this year, but it's, I, 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 it's gonna be. I'm gonna feel weird, you know, selling it. Like I want to sell it at a show so I can explain, and they can see it. I don't want somebody to buy it online and then call me up, going like, "Hey, this thing's wonky as hell." Like, I mean, it, it just went.
0: I, I think that's it. Is that the reason why you kind of got out of it, Dennis? Like, it's like yeah. trying to explain how why you're. You know what I mean? Like,
2: eh. yeah. You, for me, it was I had a couple of holdbacks, and I was like, and there were little girls that I was growing up, and they were corkscrew and whatever else and I was like, man, what am I doing? Why am I I was like I was like, how can I sell this to somebody? Mm. And that's just like, but the problem is is they're beautiful. You know, yeah. so yes. Like I really like the look of it. And I and I would say my adult, like I had two adult males and neither one of them were neuro at all. Um yeah. but every once in a while you just get some babies especially it always seemed like it was the best looking baby too. Um always did something funny and I was just like so I, and just like talking about my collection, I always go through these phases where I'll be like, "Okay, something has to leave. Like, I have to figure something out." Right. And so then I was like, "Oh, I have like three jags. They're just gonna like." So I think I, I think I might have moved out the whole coastal. No, because I kept tigers. So yeah. I, I, just, I moved out. I moved out the coastal jag stuff and just was like, "That's gonna be it for me." I don't know. I mean, I sold. They did pretty well. Um, I mean, I sold them pretty well. The ate well. They did like they do well overall. Yeah. They just look yeah. fun. And I was just like, but I, like I have both, I got rid of all my spider balls at the same time. I was just like, I just didn't want, like I was just done with that. And that that activity was done for me.
0: I guess we yeah. need, we'll go ahead.
1: I mean, I have produced a bunch of Jags and I mean, I still am going to keep Jags. It just, you know, it, I find it much easier to sell a Jag. That's a little bit older when somebody can see it in person and hold it and realize that it, yeah, it, it is going to, Nero on you because I've the only people I've ever had call and ask about Nero is when it's an older jag. It's not like you know, people seem to understand it coming from a baby because a lot of times if they narrow as like some of them, uh, that narrow as babies don't continue it through adulthood. But if it's having if it's wonky and as an adult, it's wonky now, and that's that that, that that's it. It's it's gonna be wonky, it's gonna be when it's stressed out, it's gonna narrow when it's when you pick it up, it might narrow, because that stresses it out, so um, I don't know, I just, I don't like the idea of selling adult jags online. I don't know why, why it is, it just, I want to feel like, it I feel better about it in person.
2: Yeah, and people are so sensitive, too, you know, so yeah. it, you know, I mean, you could, you could take something that was going really well and turn it not so well where they're like, I didn't do anything wrong, it's just what it is, you know, and mm-hmm. like they should probably realize that before getting into it, but not everybody
0: does that, right? No, uh, and then I don't know how you. I mean, when you hatch out ruffies, you're not going to have any issues. When you hatch out olives, you don't have any. You know what I mean? There's still like you're not worrying. Like, oh, this one going to be wonky or whatever. Is this one? If this, is, <laughs> this one
1: is this one? Is this one? Is this one freezer wonky or just a little kind of weird? Yeah, I got it. <laughs> I got some cribo, so you know you best. You best keep the wonk in check, otherwise. Um, they'll make short work of it.
2: That's what I do with my womas. They eat all that stuff. Yeah. Anything funky. Yeah, they love it. Did you breed womas this year? I did not. I thought I was going to, but I did not. I don't. I don't think I've. I need to fatten my females up a little bit more. So I did I got my girl. I don't know. I'm kind of still like. I still am kind of wondering. I, everything's been a little bit late, later than I thought it was going to be, and there's been a couple of things that I wasn't sure of, and. Like I started out thinking I was gonna be like overwhelmed. And Mm now I'm kinda like, oh, maybe not. But again I had a one year old I have a one year old now, so like my time has been kind of
1: taken away. Taken away
2: this year a little bit. Like my sleep has definitely been taken away a little bit this year. Um, (laughs) so you know, so I'm I'm more of a I come back here when everybody else goes to bed. Like I'm a like a nine to midnight or one kind of guy in the snake room. And, hmm. and I can't do that as much now because I just want to go to sleep because because I might have to wake up at three o'clock in the morning or whatever um <laughs> but I'm hoping we'll get I'm hoping we'll get back to normal here actually he's been doing good this week so I'm hoping we're rounding the bend and I'll get back to that
4: nice
2: nice because my daughter loves it back here but I can keep, you know but I don't really clean when I have her back here with me she just wants to she wants to come back here and pet everything and see everything and which, which I try to encourage as much as I can. That's why I try to, like, any eggs we get, I like to make sure she's part of it. She wants to touch them and see them, and just so it's kind of, like, normal for her.
0: Right. But that, that I mean, as a kid, that must be really cool. I mean, first of all, they're getting free roam of the zoo <laughs> all by themselves, right. you know.
1: <laughs> they come home and they have a kick-ass
2: collection at home.
1: Yeah, and
0: yeah. they get to see the eggs and stuff like that. I mean, I don't know, you know.
2: Plus, yeah, I mean, I take her to the zoo and be like, you want to go see some tortoises? And we go look at Aldabra tortoises. And she's like, can I go see them? Yeah. So, like, now nah, it took me a long time to get her not afraid of them. And now she's not afraid of them. So I'm like, let's go check them out so we can go in there she wants to pet them and see them. And so that's good. That's awesome.
0: So um, back to the, the, let's circle back to the scrubs real quick. I was curious, like, so when you were going, did you set out to try to breed them earlier? Yeah. or Okay. What well, did you I, think that way?
2: So I don't know if I, so I started doing a little bit of, I started pairing everything a little bit earlier this year because I was, because I always worry if I, so part of it is because I have Fuscus and I can't breed Fuscus to save my life for whatever reason. So I keep on thinking my Fuscus is gravid, but she's not. And so I breed these olives, I breed the maclots, they seem to go very well. I've got Savus and I I don't know, I think I might have Savus going right now. But, um, and so I'm like, and so Tom Jogan's like, you need to put them together earlier than you think, you need to just leave them together. And I was like, you know, so I'm just going to start putting everything together kind of around Halloween-ish. I wasn't going to – like, a lot of times I wait until Thanksgiving time. Uh-huh. Um, but I kind of put everything together just a little bit early, just to see. Um, so I just put them together and leave them, and then if I'm going to feed them – if I can't feed them together, I do. If I don't, then – but again, like, if you have scrubs, like, you can't – like, it's hard to pull scrubs out when they're doing whatever together to separate them to feed them. And it's so – you know, you better make sure you're ready. <laughs> um, so I just try to make sure I'm doing whatever. Like I try to be on the schedule. Plus, that time of year, I'm feeding heavy in the beginning, and then kind of once you get into like the, I stop feeding a little bit around um, the Thanksgiving. I'm not feeding as much right around then, and then I start kind of picking it up again. Unless the girls are moving. If if somebody's moving, then I try to feed them. But um, so I just tried to put them together a little bit early. I put everything together a little bit early. And it didn't really seem to matter with anything except for them, which may be why I didn't do them before. You know, so maybe that's why I've I've always been a little bit like getting close, but not exactly. Maybe they need a little more time. Because I've had reading success I've had copulation three years in a row. Okay. Um, but this was the first one that I actually took. But again, two years ago, three so last year, I swore she was done. Like she looked like she was gravid. she started going in the next box. She was going through the Kind of what everybody says with bowlings, where they kind of start doing the right things, and then yeah, it just kind of went away. And then it kind of went away. The year before that, she started doing a little bit more. It was kind of one of those things where you could tell she's building. She's stretching out a little bit here. She's she's over under. She's for me. It's always whenever they use a box they don't normally use. Like I try to look at the things that they they're doing different. Like I have a big piece of crepe myrtle in there, and they they like to climb and sit on that. And then when they're not on, like when they she also started sitting on the floor. And so when I was like. Man, these things don't. I don't know about yours. but mine never sit on the floor. They always, like they no. always want, they always want to be doing something. So right. okay. you know, so I just kind of started kind of tweaking stuff, and then I also like David said to feed smaller meals. And I just I don't know. I don't always have. I whenever I buy rats, I always buy a lot of big ones, and I buy a lot of small ones. And so I don't really buy a whole lot in the in the middle. So I did a couple of big meals in there just to kind of do one every like two or three weeks, just to see if. Uh, how the attitude was and how they wanted it and and then once she started once I saw her attitude change a little bit then I knew that I was, I was kind of going down the right road and again it's like when I turn off so for me if I turn off the heat lamps I find they don't go in the water bowl much like they, they like to go in the water bowl if it's hot right. um, they definitely don't like to overheat I think and so it was kind of one of those things I think the temperatures were cooling off at the right time she was doing the right things and so I just put them together at the right time yeah. Nice.
0: So you 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 said heat lamps, so you're using like old school heat lamps
2: for the Yeah, I don't, I've I've unplugged pretty much actually I don't have any heat I have no heat tape in here at all running. I I have uh I've gone to the little Zilla mini um heat mat or whatever it is. No, they're they're mini domes.
4: Oh so like okay.
2: So, so like little twenty five watt um, yeah. light bulbs. So, because it's one of the, like, so you hear these stories people having fires, you hear these stories about, and I've had a couple, I've had a box where I pulled the box out and the, the heat tape had smushed or something and smoldered a little bit. And so I was like, you know, I'm a little scared of all these things. So I started looking into, you know, I looked into what lawn does with the ambient and what some other people do with ambient. And I know Keith does it. And then, I, but I'm like, I still like the option. So I, lamps were the thing that was most, I don't know, appealing to me because I had heat. Like, I have some uh, animal plastics cages, and I have heat panels in them, but, you know, they have the light on them. But how do you know it's working right? How do you know it's going to – to me, I worry about it overheating. I worry about it doing – you know, I turned – I did a couple experiments where I wouldn't put a thermostat on them and just run them just to see how hot it would get in the cage with no animals in them. Uh-huh. And I was like, man, if I if that went wrong, it would go real wrong.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I've had it go wrong. So you can get up to 120 or something like that. It, it can yeah. I've had lost animals that way. And I do have some of the older metal heat panels that actually just swapped them out because they have those ones that were white on the surface at yeah. one point. Yeah. And you start seeing char marks where it's like yeah. Brown and yeah. you start smelling melted plastic and you got to get rid of it at that point. At that point it's, it's a dud. Now, you know, I know that, uh, You know, some of them, the new ones now come with a lifetime warranty and stuff like that. But these are panels I bought 10 years ago. It's so, I mean, but you got to be on top of that. You're right. It's, I've had the same thing where I move a rack and I find out that the heat tape had been touching that entire time and it's all melted. You know, it's.
2: I just have gotten scared. So I've actually, so I've kind of tried to adjust this. I have two, I have two space heaters running in here and then I have 25 watt heat lamps in different spots, just trying to make it so I have places they can go. So like when I bought my animal plastics cages, I tried to do it where I have... So I've also changed my room a little bit, and I'm still working on it. But I've made it so I got rid of all my upper racks. So I have racks on the bottom until about waist high. Okay. And then then I'm starting to put like a 15-inch animal plastics cage and then a two-foot-tall cage on top of it. And then the two-foot-tall cage on top of it, I get with the light hole cut out. And so that way I can have a basket with the shelf and perches and whatever else. And that way I have a place to bask so like I can pretty much kind of use that for girls, and then have the boy that lives underneath it, and so that way I can kind of like if I need the heat lamp on, I can turn it on. Nice. So that's kind of how I've, you know, I don't know. It's, I definitely think when you listen to all these podcasts, I feel like everybody's going in the same direction of some sort. But um, like I'm trying to put, you know, if I can put a uh, a shelf in there, if I can't put more perches in there, trying to, you know, just trying to do some different things to make it so there are some opportunities for them to do some different stuff because, you know, and there's another thing like you read Craig Schumbauer's book, which I did last year. Uh, I had my gallbladder taken out. So I read a book for a week, whatever else. And,
4: mm-hmm. and he was
2: like, no, I've read a whole bunch of species because I had glass cages and I could see what they were doing. And I'm like, I think about that at work and like, you can see everything. So I know what everything's doing when you have it in a tub, you can't see it. Yeah. And so, so I think you miss stuff. And, and stuff that I've been most successful with is actually the stuff in cages. It's the stuff in racks. is the stuff that I, like, my puff is in racks. So I kind of feel like that's probably why I'm screwing up with them. But they're also jerks. I'm worried about putting them in a cage because all they want to do is bite me. Um, so, you know, I, I kind of am wondering if I, like, my maclots and olives and carpets and things like that are all in scrubs and stuff. They're all in cages. And so, like, when I can see them and see what they're doing, I feel like I'm just so much more in tune and I know what to do better. So I'm, I'm really trying to actually – actually, I'm doing – I had everything in cages before, then I moved back without going back. So if I just would have done this a long time ago, I'd have saved myself a whole hell of a lot of money. <laughs> uh,
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I'm, I we were kind of talking about it earlier, but, yeah, I, you know, thinking about that, again, like I get a whole bunch of shit about, you know, glass tanks for Diamond Pythons. For Who gives a pythons.
1: damn? Like, but, hey, dude – if I had the if I had the room and area and place, dude, I'd have cages for everything. I just have stacks of like just small enough cages for the little guys, so I get, again, so I can see them. But yeah. it's not conducive, so I have to mix it up. I, was I
2: told even, you, yeah. I you about I told you about Trace Harden. He's he's moved most of his stuff into like front-opening Zilla tanks, and he loves it. He wants to change everything into them.
1: Yeah, you, know, you can even I've seen people build like wooden bookshelves where all those little zilla cages just fit in and it's basically like having a rack <laughs> it's just like it's just now they're all little tanks. Yeah, yeah i don't i don't know what the problem is like it's fine so it, i don't know
0: yeah i mean i would imagine that if you have that kind of setup and you have a heated room like the whole idea that you know glass doesn't ins or told the
2: heat and all that kind of stuff it doesn't, I mean, matter. It doesn't matter doesn't matter yeah what's so, i mean you ever had will bird on here yeah. Once long Twice. ago. I mean, I went, to his, I went to his place. Yeah. Shoot. It's probably been 15, 16 years ago, but like he has a whole, like he has 40 gallon breeders everywhere. That's what he, that all of his carpet pythons. When it's females are gravid, uh-huh. they're all in regular 40 gallon aquariums, not front opening regular 40 gallon aquariums with a screen top and a heat lamp. Yep. Yeah. yeah. He, he may have changed that somewhat, but he was, I mean, he was really successful and yeah. it was just, he knew what he, you know, he was just paying attention and knew what he was doing. You know, he, It doesn't matter what kind of cage you have. It just matters who you are. Yeah,
4: right.
2: And, I mean, not really so much who you are, but as long as you're paying attention to your animals, you can put them in in a wooden box where you don't see it. You know, you put a little glass window in it, it works. As long as as you're paying attention you know what you're doing, you'll be fine with whatever. Those people that, I don't know, everybody that gets on there and they're like, you can't do it in an aquarium, you can't do it in whatever else. I don't know, if you look at old, like, I mean, shoot, look at Rico. Rico Hmm. bred Chondros and Emerald. They were all, I think they were mostly in aquariums. Because that's what was available. I mean, that's, yeah. yeah. Where do you think the
1: grandparents of the snake that you're bitching about came from? Like, of course it was bred in aquarium. Some of them were bred in milk crates in the middle of the jungle. Like, yeah, Um, the... Yeah, and I never understood it. My thing is right now is I find my cages are too dark, and I want to start putting LEDs in cages, not for the animal's benefit, but for my own, because I can't see in there anymore because I'm getting old. So it's like (laughs) it's like I'm I'm tired tired. of having all these dark snakes come out of corners and hit me. Like, it's,
2: yeah. Yeah, See, I like black cages. I think the snakes feel more secure, but that is the problem is you can't see in them as well. I I would definitely like to put some lights in these i just haven't figured out the one i haven't figured out what to put in there on the ones that are not that don't have the heat lamp on top
1: yeah well i i wanted to do what you did and this year the big plan was to take all the cages in the snake room and build platforms with wheels so that they could all be in one stack so like a stack of four footers would be on one truck and i could wheel it around and this way i right. could pull leds and all the cords would be collected and jumbled and if there was a fire i could wheel all my snakes out of my out of my basement very quickly um while trying not to die of smoke inhalation but um that might get put on hold for a bunch of stuff reasons and tortoises but um i just you know that's the plan is that it can eventually move some stuff plus also be easier for organization shut up so <laughs> i just noticed that shut up <laughs> It was to tortoises, mind. tortoises come to mind. Um, but it also would be good for like rearranging the room and organizing stuff like that. So that's the, uh, that's what I kind of want to do. But again, like I, I have racks and cages that are in my garage that I'm not using <laughs> like it's it, that I don't get rid of because, you know, do you really want to get rid of a 32 court? Cause you know, at some point you're going to need it. So yeah.
2: What kind of cages do you have out there?
1: Oh, which ones the wood
2: ones? I don't know. which the ones that you have extra.
1: Oh, I have. Oh well, uh, I have one black PVC plastic, and then I got two baby racks that are just sitting in the garage, and then I got a 32 and a 41 it just sitting in the garage.
2: Oh, yeah. See, the one thing for me is that I realized that when I had racks all the way up to the ceiling, yeah. or head on that the top boxes I either didn't use or I didn't look at it enough. Um, yeah, so I'm if,
1: noticing the same thing. There's I if, don't touch it.
2: And if I have cages on the floor, I don't want to lay on the floor and clean the cages. So this way. All the boxes. I have. A, it's actually a stack of five, so they're from my ankles, more or less, to my waist. I can pull those out, and then the cages are above. It just, it just makes sense. I don't know. It makes, it makes a whole lot of sense as far as usability. So,
1: I do like that idea. I do. I, I have always liked the idea of the, the racks are like the stand for the cages. Like I, I've always liked that idea, but I've never done it.
2: I would Maybe recommend you that. World. I like it better. Yeah. Because it's all kind of stuff over your head, especially if you have anything feisty. Like, you know, uh, anything and more? that's where
1: they all are for some reason. I don't know who what asshole puts them all up there, but it's that's just where they are. So, yeah, that's the worst. And then when Eric comes over, everything's above his head in my room, and then <laughs> it's very scary for him. It is. So, yeah,
0: I get very nervous.
2: <laughs> but yeah, so, so back to your original question, I I have gone to switching the light bulbs. The so light bulbs are my main source of external heat other than just the natural fluctuation throughout the day.
0: And have you but, noticed any behavior differences with them as far as that goes?
2: Um, you know, I find that most of the stuff stays away from the heat more than you think it's going to. So, you know, they, I kind of, I'm wondering about having them on less. Um,
0: How long do you they, have them on now?
2: i them on 12 hour cycles now, but they really, like, you don't really see them on there at all. made me like, I don't know. I kind of wonder about doing just like a, three or four hour stint in the morning maybe and just see. but it's nice to have the light when you come in. Um, but like my home air is I have just fluorescence in there, but the fluorescence made it. So like the ambient in there, has gone up to like 85. Um, but it like back by the vents, they're in those PVC.com cages. Um, which I actually, really, I really like those cages actually. Um, yeah. I, got, I got lucky and bought some used from a guy in there, but they're, I really like those cages. Um, but they seem to be doing pretty well in those, and I, I actually really, really do like that gauge. So, I don't know, I wouldn't mind getting some more of those just because I think that they're – the only thing is the glass is thin. Mm. So, I think anything that you put in there that – like, I wouldn't put a – like, I wouldn't put a scrub python in there that's a, an adult. Like, I, I mean, you, well, you probably couldn't fit one in there anyway. But I wouldn't put something in there that has power. You know, I think a yeah, Tondra like yeah. or an Amazon or – I think – uh I don't know. I've had jungles in them. Actually, I have had jungles in them, and they were okay. And whenever I touch the glass, it just makes me like I feel like the glass should be a tad thicker. But um, but in general, like, but they don't seem they're not flimsy at all. And they they kind of get like the way that they're made. They're made to fit in the edges, and so I mean, there's good support, and it's it's a it's a damn nice cage. for me, I have I have vision cages, I have animal plastics, and I have those PVC cages, and I like them all for different reasons. Mm-hmm. Animal plastics I really like because I have I put locks in the front of all of them, right? Especially now having children, it's kind of one of those things I can lock everybody up, especially things that are feisty. Right. Um, but just the the build time is just too much. Like,
0: Damn, I know.
2: I paid for some in August and I got them in February. You know, like it's just.
1: Yeah, I mean, I was looking at getting. I have I have the ruffies right now in two arboreal cubes, and I'm going to move them up to three footers so I get more room. And it, I wanted to get two more four footers to finish up that stack that the arboreal cubes are on. I'm not going to order them. I'm just going to wait. Uh, my my plan was to wait for a show and just walk in and buy the floor models. Of course, we haven't had shows and may never have them again. <laughs> right. So it's like I'm like, God damn it. So. The Ruffies are still hanging out in the Arboreal Cubes, so, you know.
2: Yeah, and I haven't bought any cages from him, but I was going to give a little bit of a plug as far as, but I haven't bought any cages from him yet, but, like, talking to Chris Nettles from Sea Serpents, yes. he said he makes He's cages. He's an awesome and he, guy. And he said that he could he could have, like, a turnaround time less than a month, like, building them and getting them to you, and he sent me pictures of them. They look nice. I there's He doesn't have any on his website or anything, but he has, mm-hmm. the cages look nice, and he said his turnaround time was better than everybody else, so it, and it, I mean, if anybody does it like that, it seems to be him. He definitely seems to do a good job of stuff like that.
1: I was yeah. literally just going to contact him about getting like a 10 high 15 court and just be like, just bring it to me. Cause that's the one, I have one corner in my snake room that nothing can fit in, but a one foot 15 court rack. That's like 10 <laughs> bins high. I'm like, it was just like, just send it to me. So, and that would be uh, probably it for me. And then till, I have to move and fill up another snake room or building, building, please, building. So,
0: <laughs> you know, I can't believe online he got some shit about his turnaround time. Really? Yeah. 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 I saw that today online and I was like, oh, my God, I can't believe this. Animal Plastics gets a pass. And these guys, he's he's one of the only people like, I remember I ordered hatchling racks from him. Right. Yeah. Yeah, they were here within I don't know, man. There was like two weeks, and I had them.
1: I don't you know? get it. Yeah, I yeah. yeah, had my animal
0: you. plastic cages at Carpet Fest 2016, and I think they were in here at Carpet Fest 2018. <laughs> <laughs> not, maybe not that long, <laughs> but it Ouch. seemed like that long. Holy shit! You know? Remember, I
1: bought the uh, I bought the a long time. I bought the uh, rack for Black Friday, and it showed up in July. Oh yeah, That's yeah. Right.
0: I don't know, man. That's just too much. I don't know. I to me, that's not okay.
2: Yeah, it's crazy, especially because it's not cheap. You know. No.
0: No, and they're beautiful cages. Don't get me wrong. I have a stack of them, and now I feel like I'm stuck because I have this stack of AP cages, and it's like I'm my my brain will just go goofy. You know. Um,
1: just make sure they're all the same color, and you'll be okay. At least yeah, my brain I, has been. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I was thinking about that too. I was thinking about hitting up um, MP Cages. Um, you know, uh, he's another one that uh, the guy's pretty cool. He's out in Colorado. Um,
1: Any cage companies want to just like send me and Eric cages. Um, and then, like, we promise we'll have plug. But like, God right? damn it, where are our perks? <laughs> you know, Dennis is getting freaking Hal Maharas from his job. Where the hell's are our perks? <laughs>
0: Uh, oh, well, you got rough scales. So, I mean, there's... Something... I got the rough scales. This show didn't
1: give me the rough scales. I got the rough scales.
0: Well, I mean, let's... <laughs> I let's the show might have it helped. You'd you, you would, you'd still be doing king snakes if you were... Uh... <gasps> Damn, dude. <laughs> well, weren't those that the first ones you had?
1: I mean, I had carpets before we started.
0: Yeah, well, that's carpets. I'm talking like, you know...
1: I mean, yeah, well, I had to
0: out into the world of the unknown. And
1: yeah, take, I mean, uh, yeah, my space. little, my, <laughs> my fledgling was, you know, Cali King's, but yeah. yeah. Okay. What's wrong with that? What's wrong? I, with I had it's a, a I had a life, before, I had a life before you, sir.
0: I would <laughs> love to find a Cali King in the wild.
1: That would be fun. That would be awesome. You can keep it right. Or no. Yes. No. I, mean, I don't know what the rules are. I don't know either. We're going to say no
0: on the show, what we say off the show. Uh, it's know.
1: later, yeah. It's like how we didn't touch any of the animals in Australia. Yeah, that
2: happened.
0: So have the scrubs shed yet at all?
2: No, they're actually like this. I mean, they they just came out this week. Okay. So brand new. Yeah, I mean, again, I, I still have one in the egg. So there's, right. no, I think one hatched, yes, one hatched two days ago. And one hash the day before that. So, yeah, they're they're brand new. They're set up. I mean, they're, I got two girls out so far. They're already perching and kind of hanging out. Um, but yeah, like literally, they're brand new. What's the so, setup like for them? Um, the babies. I just did them in whatever the heck court box I have. Uh, cool. That I, that I don't know. <laughs> um, I have them in there with with um, what is it called with. Uh, Shit. boy, I can't remember anything. Today. <laughs> paper? <laughs> no, I just have a um... water ball? <laughs> yeah. Is there like, is there an animal in there? <laughs> I have them with paper towel and with um curtain ha- with a uh, clothes hanger rods. Okay. Just, yeah. And I okay. zip tie them so they're they go up so that way there's um like the X some places they can kind of sit. Right. Oh, cool. Nice. Cool.
0: I broke down and bought that. Uh... The green uh, fencing stuff. Oh, right.
4: nice. <laughs>
0: but the problem is, is that I didn't realize that there were different widths of holes. Because <laughs> <laughs> I put it on Amazon. Yes. But the one that I bought, look, you know how like sometimes Amazon will fool you with the size, <laughs> but yet they show you the picture of this. Everyone's the same picture. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like if you yeah. Get, yeah. Get through it. So I yeah. just bought it, thinking like there has to be only one size fence. And then when it came, I'm like, "What the hell is yeah, this shit?" shit. <laughs> but uh, for baby carpets, it's fine. But uh, I think that would probably be about it that it's good for.
1: I him. um I actually used got it right away. The, I got the uh, uh the tracks from specialty uh, enclosures, the um uh, the plastic tracks for the. Uh, high box that goes on the top of the ceiling of the uh, cage oh yeah yeah i love that thing they, they, they're phenomenal like if i i kind of want to get them for everything but his uh, largest size is the medium bin and like half my carpets will be like I'll, i can rest my head in it like so but <laughs> um for the ruffies, i mean dude i love those things and they're they're tough as hell like it it says be fragile with it, but then whatever he uses to three D print the things, they, they, they're just awesome. So
0: oh, those things are
1: I, it's, he makes it's, great shit. It's uh, they're awesome. I should have gotten more of them. So, um, but they're really cool. Um, so I just keep thinking about that with like for scrubs and stuff. Like it's a good way to just get the animal up high and hidden, and that's awesome.
2: Yeah, yeah, I've done some stuff where I, like that's the hard part is getting high boxes up high. Yeah. PVC and then just put a cork tube around it and like have it so cork tubes kind of hang in there. Yeah. And they, that's what I do with these little hamahairs. They they don't ever leave them. They are, I mean they come down and kind of go around the water bowl at night. But they they love that stuff. The problem is cork tubes are so darn expensive. But I'd love to have big sections of that and stuff because they definitely would all use it. Yeah.
1: that I don't, that is. I don't know why. Cork tubes are like gold. Like, people are like, people online are like getting out and they're selling all their reptiles, and people just want their cork tubes. Like, it's nuts.
2: Yeah, and I haven't done it all. I actually have used it. But so, Tom Kyogen talks about he uses two by fours in his cages, as perches, and he puts okay. cardboard boxes on top of the two by fours. So that way they have like elevated perches like that. I've mm-hmm. done the two by fours. Actually, I have it. Some of my jungles have two by fours, and they actually really seem to like it. It's kind of like a little platform going across. But the way I have it, I haven't really put the boxes in there with them yet. But
1: I uh, I put in shelves into the wooden cages that take up the the cool side, so the water bowl kind of like goes underneath it. Okay. And several of the animals that I have in out of all those animals are the retics that are out there, the timors and the olives, and then the white lip. Um, so the majority have totally ignored these shelves. They have they do not care that they're in there. Um, but then there's one olive python that will not leave the shelf, and she's just on it constantly. So I'm like, all right, mixed success. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, it, I got one. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, it, it. Some I'm just I, I'm digging the idea now of giving, the more space and stuff to get on top of throwing. In, if it's throwing in a shelf in a corner, and they use it, awesome. If they don't, whatever. It's it's there. So uh, I'm thinking about adding shelves to the Karibo cages. The Blue beauty cages, stuff like that. And then I'm trying to figure out ways to add them to the carpet cages because it just, again, it, if it gives them more floor space and
2: it helps, why the hell not? Well, that's a lot, part of the reason I got these new animal plastics cages because I want to put my mm. Savage in something bigger because <laughs> I was like, you know, I've, I've been failing in a tub. And so, and they always move and they make a mess. I don't know if yours are like that, but they're kind of messy. And so I put them in, I have them been three by two by two foot cages tall. Okay. I have perches in there and shelves in there, and I have actually, I have a group of them together. I have four together right now just to, they've been together for a little bit. Um,
1: Somebody do something, damn it. But they
2: they don't use, like, they every once in a while, like, one out of, I don't know, one out of seven days for mm. an hour, I see one up in a tree or a shelf. Like, it makes me crazy. I'm like, I bought these things just for you. <laughs> Get up they, there. They actually burrow more than they do anything else. So I've got like, a couple inches of, like, cocoa bedding on the bottom. I've kind of gone to... Like, I've been using that. Not the chip, but the actual, like,
1: this... The husk or whatever yeah, it's
2: called. Just the bedding. And they yeah. actually spend most of the time underneath that. They're kind of like sandboas, I guess. Hmm. Um They seem to like to be under that. That's what they like the most. So... Weird. Yeah, I thought... The way that they were in their tubs, I thought they were going to be all over the place. And when we got... I worked in a pet store when I was a teenager, and we had wild caught ones originally then. and We actually bred them, and they were on the perches all the time. These these captive bred ones, they they forgot about that, I guess. They don't they don't have to act like savus, you know it, It's you know
1: everybody's animals are going to act a different way, and that's the thing that I think some people don't either that some people take for granted, where it's like, oh well, savus are supposed to do this. Well, okay. Just because your Sabu did that doesn't mean everybody else's Sabu's are going to do that. So, I don't know.
2: Yeah, there's four of them in there, and none of them are doing it. So Weirdos. They need to get <laughs> on the ball. Yeah. I paid extra for that.
1: <laughs> I hate that, where it's like, I paid for the
2: shelf. Use the damn shelf. It, I, yeah. I paid for a shelf and two extra perches, and they're not do using it. The damn one of them. <laughs> just,
1: uh, Bastards. <laughs> yep. Oh. Um, uh, uh, what other are the projects you're working on right now, Dennis, or what else you got cooking?
2: Oh boy. Um, so yes. the projects that Tell I'm now. working on, so I am, I mean, I got some Maclots Python eggs this morning. So nice. I am still hopeful on, so I had team her Maclots today and I'm still kind of, like I have a roadie Maclot female that, I don't know, she's. When I had her in the mail together, they like lived together. They were in the hide box together all the time. I didn't Mm -hmm. really see any copulation, but I actually... But they just never left each other. And so she's been on that kind of like wanting to eat everything right now. So I'm... I'm almost wanting to stimulate something or make something happen with that. Um, But I don't know. So the big projects I have are two localities and Macklots hopefully would be fantastic. Yeah. Um, Olives I missed on. Sabus I'm still hopeful on. I, I do have... I had two females shed this week that I'm hopeful on something happening. Um, I think I'm going to have a Borneo clutch. Um, I, don't know, I may have some children's pythons. I think I have a jungle. I have jungle carpets, but I don't know. I have one female that is still sitting kind of coiled up like she might do something. And she just shed three days ago, but it's really late for them, for me. Yeah. Um, uh-huh. So, I don't know. She's acting kind of funny, so I need to try to feed her and see what happens with that. Um, I don't know. Let's see what else is. There. I have womas, but didn't, they didn't go this year. And then ball pythons, I'm probably going to have. I don't know, maybe eight or ten clutches of clown and pied stuff. Probably. Damn. Um, have some red foot tortoise eggs. That's kind <laughs> <of the toy>. <laughs> red. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> um, that might be. I mean, I, I have more stuff, but I'm kind of growing up a group of corn snakes to do some different stuff because. I saw some online that I couldn't live without, and then next thing you know, I have seven of them. I don't know. It's just kind of how it goes. I guess. <laughs> How'd that happen? That's so weird. It's like... Yeah, I I, don't know. I saw some blood red pied side ones, and they were glowing red with white sides, and I was like, I have to have that. I don't know. So now I have <laughs> a group of those and brought those up. But um, I think those are all the things that I have going right now. Cool. Um, there could be I, some stuff. I mean, I, I get
1: what you're saying with the whole... Uh, Jungle carpet because I think I had one too that was like I, every once in a while when the female python just kind of sits weird or like she's sitting gravid and it's like that's way it's way too late like I already writ I already wrote this female off for not breeding this year and now she's doing this so you know she's um, sitting on the
2: floor that's the thing yeah did. like again like my jungles are always in the trees they don't ever come out of the trees so you know and she's sitting on the floor in a in a nice tight nice coil she's not like humongous but I don't know, and I read her to, the problem I have is I had a really good bro- breeder male, and a yeah. Wilbert male that I had, a Python Pete thing that I, boy that I had, and I actually sold him this year because I had a couple other boys growing up, and I was like, oh, I'll use these instead. And so you should never get rid of the yeah, not until the other boys prove
1: themselves. Yeah, yeah.
2: So I, I kind of think that I maybe let him go before his sons were ready, um, and maybe one was late. I don't know. We'll see what happens.
1: That and also, it's like if you're going in with a new boy and it's like you don't sometimes they throw you off because they do things differently than their fathers did. I mean, and they just, I mean, I, I've had the same problem with you know my coastals where you know my one male uh, will breed the exact same way every single year, and then each one of his sons doesn't do it the way he did it. And it's like, god damn it, like it's and it's hard to peg it. Um, and it just, just can be infuriating. <laughs> so
2: yeah, it's kind of it's kind of weird to see. It is one of those things that keeps you keeps on your toes and makes you kind of wonder what's going on, which keeps it exciting. It'd still be nice to know if I had some babies or not. But, um, <laughs> just just tell me, damn it! <laughs> yeah, you know, but the, I have jungles growing up that are just ridiculous to me, and so I'm excited to see what I end up doing with them in the future. And so this is the mom. Well, the, this is the. I don't know the aunt to some of them and the mom to some of them, so yeah, cool. it'd be exciting to. And I put and I plugged a different mail that I've never used. Actually, I think I used a different. I used a different bloodline mail that i It was stripey to this girl that I've never actually used before. I've had them for like six years, but I always liked the other mail better, so I never used them. And I was like, "Oh, it's hmm. gonna be your time." And then I don't think he did anything. So <laughs> <laughs> this is why we never
1: picked you. Uh, yeah. But it's the. Um, do you think you'd kind of add some more stuff into? Your jungle projects, I mean, would you ever thought about getting into, like, gelatins?
2: You know, I like all that stuff. Um, I wouldn't mind. I've seen some that are really nice. Uh, I've been kind of, like, trying to get my stuff into striped animals, which I think some of no, the gelatins aren't striped. It's the palmersons that are striped, right? Eric? Oh, no. Gelatins <laughs> are very striped. The ones, are you're,
0: the ones you're looking at, though, are palmersons. <laughs> yes, they are striped as well. But it's a different kind of stripe. So the oh, gelatins guys. have like uh, we call them railroad tracks. Okay. Where it's like, remember the old tri-striped coastals?
1: Yes.
2: Them.
0: Kind of like that. Oh, Whereas I Whereas The Palmerman is just like a tiger carpet,
2: you know. Oh, I could use that gelatin thing then. I yeah, could yeah, dig it. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> I have to work on that.
1: <laughs>
0: um, uh, maybe that last uh, Maruki scrub will be a man. Only, if only, like, <laughs> if only like, uh, <laughs> if only there was a guy if I knew had gelatins, uh, yeah. You know. <laughs> Jelan's about to hatch. Yeah,
2: fifteen back. (laughs) Jungles are definitely my weakness as far as a lot of that stuff goes. I mean, I don't know. They're like because I'm like I have ones and I have one pair of this and one pair of that. But jungles, I have a few because I'm they're just they're so variable. I know Nick always talks about oh you've done all you can do with them like black and yellow, but I've got nine of them here and none of them look alike. They're all different (laughs) and they're you know. I don't know. I just can't get enough of them. I think they're just ridiculous. So, no, man, some some new locality. And I love the idea of locality stuff. That makes, I think that's super cool. So maybe we'll see what happens. I guess.
1: No, it's it's.
0: Maybe it, there'll be twins. Twin males it, will pop up. Maybe
1: out I mean thing. you know I <laughs> no, I'm it, pretty it, sure it, he realized there's only one in there.
2: Yeah, it's it, 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 I can see it. So. Yeah, it's not. that's <laughs> not doing there. Eric. Head's out. But it's just not that's out right. all the way. And oh, the rest of next year. Well, now yeah, at this point, so.
1: if he's a twin, there's a problem. Cause it means he's conjoined. And then we got that whole issue. So yeah, his
2: tail's already been out too. Oh so
1: okay, right. yeah. He's, he's just lazy. He's teasing <laughs> me is what he's doing. Bastard. <laughs> just, and that's, a, that's
2: one thing too. Like, I don't know. Cause I know, cause eggs produce a lot of heat towards the end. So a lot of times for me, once they start to tip, I actually take them out of the incubator. And yeah. so I have them, I just put them on the table in the room. So that way kind of like, I'm really sitting next to me actually. But, um, but he can, can kind of look around and see. But I just have found that I, I feel like I have better success with animals coming out. Because I've had, especially with romas, I had that where they would pip and then die. And I, was, and I had it with olives. The first clutch of olives I had, I had two babies do that where they pipped and died. And I was like, well, what, what kind of sense does that make? Yeah. And so, I don't know. I've started pulling stuff out. Because uh, eat, kill stuff, cool doesn't really. Cool just makes it take longer. So I just figured would- that...
1: We figured of, that out when Owen put his carbon python eggs for 80-something days in a non-functioning <laughs> incubator. Yeah. But look what yeah.
0: we
2: learned, Owen.
1: Look what we learned by your stupidity, Owen.
2: Yeah. Uh, yeah, so it, it works. Yeah. But I mean, gonna, he, you have to send me some pictures of these gelatins, then. I have to, to leave <laughs> up about it. Eric, make I mean, a sale. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: Let's see. You know, it's... You gotta, yeah, how good you are at this. Anyway, um, but the uh, it, 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 it's I would definitely rec- like what you said, where like heat tends to kill stuff, and cool doesn't. It's like, are you guys? When are you guys more comfortable shipping in August <laughs> or shipping when
2: it's still a little cool outside? Yeah, I, yeah, I would not like to ship in August if I can help it. I hate it. it. But I, I hate also, it. I've tried to go to where I ship just to the hub if I can help it.
1: That's what I don't understand. Like, I, I, I somebody was inquiring about a snake a uh, couple days ago, and I'm like, hey, there are a lot of delays with shipping, so why don't I just send it to the local hub? And they actually like were fighting me on it, and I'm like, what? I don't. Why are you like? I I'll, I I didn't say you couldn't buy it. I just said I'm going to send it to the local hub, like, and it'll be there at like six a.m. and it'll sit there until you can go get it. Like, I don't. It doesn't have to go on a truck because I uh, my white lip today. Um, was supposed to be here before noon it arrived at three forty five. 45 oh, and, and they call it good so and i'm like <laughs> so, i'm like i like i don't get it like just 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 go like it, i i've gotten to the point now where if i order snakes i have them delivered to the hub and i just go pick them up after work because then they're just there and they're safe in their bin in their box and whatever it's i don't know
2: yeah, and I and I drop them off. Like I know at seven thirty's last pickup. I get there at seven fifteen. Exactly. You know, and that way they're not anywhere for. They're they're in there as little as possible. Right. So I, and I think you're so much safer. I do it. I mean, I've done good winter shipments like that too. Mm-hmm. And I don't really like. I'm not really that worried about it as long as you do the hub thing. I think the hub thing makes, you know, because you can look and see what Memphis is like or Indianapolis is like and be like, eh, it's only gonna be like three hours there, so it'll be okay as long as the heat pack's good.
1: Yeah, I mean, and I usually like I pack forty eight hour heat packs, but they're only supposed to be there for twenty four hours. But I've had packages get delayed and not show up till the next day. So, you know, I want time. Like so, again, I, I'm seriously debating doing. I think it was I think it was Tom Kyogen that did the if you want one of my animals, it's going directly to a FedEx hub.
2: I mean, it makes sense. I mean, it definitely. Yeah, makes sense. You know, so as long as as long as you're okay with losing the sale on it, I I think it's the right thing to do most of the
1: time. I don't care. It's like I mean how many sales I've lost just because I'm like, no. It's like my favorite is the one dude who wanted me to ship a snake to him on Christmas Eve. And I'm like, No. Like, yeah. Christmas Eve. No, yeah, dude contacts me. Two days before Christmas, he's like, I want to buy this snake. I'm like, all right, fine. You know, uh, just PayPal me this and I'll send it to you after uh, about after the first of the year when everything kind of sells down. He goes, it's supposed to be a Christmas present. I'm like, OK. He goes, I want you to send it to me tomorrow. I'm like, that's Christmas Eve. He's like, yeah. I'm like, no. And he's like, he's like, it'll be fine. I'm like, I don't care. And he's like, you have to send it up to Boston. I'm like, no. <laughs> like, And then. He kept coming back around every, like, I would tell him no, and then a couple hours later, he'd come back saying that it, it's a deal. He's got the money for me, and he'll send it over. All I got to do is agree to ship it, and I'm like, no. And then his wife was contacting me the next day, asking me to ship it, and I'm like, no. I w-, like Listen, I will sell you the snake, but I will not send it if I don't think it's going to get there on time. And that's, that's the way it is.
4: Right.
1: You know you're in trouble when the first questions out of their mouth are, um, do you guarantee live arrival? Like you haven't asked me what the snake is eating or when it was born, but you're like, I like this one. Do you guarantee live arrival? That means you're gonna ask me something stupid. Like that's the next question. So
2: yeah. yeah. I've had it for this long. It should be okay. <laughs> yeah, I kinda I, I almost feel like that's what we should all go to is just doing hub shipments. I mean yeah. I know that I know that the convenience of having to come to the house. But I mean, I know I've personally had, had it where I nobody's knocked on my door. I've walked outside and been like, "Oh crap, there's a there's a box on my step." Right. You know? Or it's or I've had it where they drop it off at the dude across the street.
1: No, Mm-mm. I luckily I've never had that. Oh, that was yeah. a fun one. <laughs> so it was just oh, you dropped delivered. it off
0: at the wrong house, right? Yeah, yeah. One I, time, I, Rob it, sent me to stonewash, He did that. It was down three doors down. And exactly. The, and I felt like I was robbing him because I was like. Wait, you see the FedEx driver pull up, and it's right at ten o'clock. So you're like, "Oh, yeah, it's okay." You're going out to meet them, and they go to somebody else's house. You're like,
1: "Oh shit!" Like, yeah, yeah." it's. (laughs) I've had it where it's it said delivered. I went outside, and I it it wasn't there. And I look across the street, and it's sitting on my neighbor's front stoop. And I'm like, "Son of a bitch!" And of course, it's like it has on it live harmless reptiles and all this stuff. So I walk across the street and grab it. So like, you know, it, and that's the last thing you want is for someone to be getting a package full of reptiles that they weren't expecting. Like, yeah. So I, 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 I've, I've loved more and more that the hub is the way to go. And sorry, like I, I'm really considering just pushing it that, you know, we will only ship to a FedEx hub. So and
0: who does that Ryan?
1: Yeah. Uh, it's Ryan. Ryan does that Ryan young. Yeah. yeah. That makes so much more sense. Cause then it's just there and it can just sit. I mean, and it's even less time. And uh, dude, you know that the 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 thing arrived today. The white lip arrived at the FedEx hub up the street from me at eight o'clock this morning, and then it rode around on a truck till three forty-five. You know, and that's that's no good. Yeah,
0: I yeah, I agree. Especially so, yeah. if you have something that's sort of, uh,
1: you know. You remember the you remember the the whole thing with the rough scales.
0: Uh, con- oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. Mm. <laughs> now I remember.
1: My first roughies that they they the dude sent them and then it was a freak blizzard, and I'm like, dude, just tell them to hold them at the hub, and nobody could reach anybody at Ship Your Reptiles to hold it at the hub, and right. it got put on a bot, it got put on a truck, and they wouldn't reroute it, and uh, the the dude packed them with a a, a mitten warmer. Wow. Uh, did they not make it? No, oh, they made it. Oh, okay. but when I got them, they were limp and I was about to ready to freak out. And then the one did the threat display and I had them, I filled up a water bottle with hot water and I kept it on my desk. And the two of them were just sitting on the water bottle for a good two hours before they actually started moving. And I'm like, Oh, thank God. Like, yeah, but it was, I brought my own 50 hour heat pack and whatever. Like, yeah, it was, it was close. It was close. The, the, those animals could have been dead. And, uh, that's, that's just the risk. Yeah, and, and it's a risk I'm w- unwilling to take in my later herp the culture years. Um, just, just go to the damn hub. So that's it. I'm with you. So. Yeah.
0: Are you looking to add anything this year?
2: Gelatin's. You um, already said it. <laughs> make the sale, Eric. God damn it. Yeah, I'm trying to. Uh, I'd like to add some more liasis if I can. Yeah. Um, Trying to add some Duns pythons if I can make that all work out. Um,
1: they are cool animals. I mean, I got to play with KJs. They're different. Like, it, you, you're expecting like a Savu-Maklotz python, and it's not. It's like its own thing. It's They're so cool. So
2: Like, in you all honesty, should- that's, that's all I really need. There's a couple like, I don't know, I'm actually i am probably add a couple well, Python and Corn Snake things here and there just because I have some projects that need a, a filler here and there, but, um,
0: yeah. Oh, you're working with corn snakes.
2: Yeah. Um, he's have, got those blood,
1: um, I have, pies. I have,
2: blood, I have blood red pied sides and I have palmettos. Oh, oh shit. Cool. Damn. Um,
1: so how, how do you feel about the palmettos with the, um, the bug eye thing going on?
2: So luckily I yes. don't have any like that. Okay. So, um, I don't love it. I had you know, years ago I had leucistic Texas rats and bred them a lot and <laughs> you would get something and uh They I look love, they looked hilarious. <laughs> but but some of them you get like I tried to always breed ones that didn't have it and I and I felt like the majority, but talking to different people it sounds like it doesn't really matter in the palmettos all the way that like it doesn't matter how much you outcross them or how much you whatever else is just kinda in there. So okay. I'm not I'm not sure. I'm gonna try and do what I can to get as many uh I don't know, blood vines, or maybe outcross them a little bit, or do something like that. But it's super cool looking, and you know, just trying to, you know, I don't know, with with the career that I chose, trying to figure out some ways to bring a little bit of extra income, and and see what we could do. I mean, I do all right here and there, but there's, you know, wanting to buy snakes makes it so I need to make money. So mm-hmm. some simple things like that make, like you know, and honestly, I'd like to get to the point where I do like two. I'd like to do Daytona and Tinley. And then whatever else I have, just wholesale it is what I'd like to do. So like breeding corn snakes and stuff like that. But right. so I'd like to go to the local pet store and be like, I've got 50 corn snakes do you want to buy them or 50 ball pythons or 20 jungle harpets or whatever else. And just like, I would just be happier because, you know, the, the ones and twos are shipping stuff out and, you know, I'll give you some money today and I'll do it like that. And I know I've done it. I've been that person, mm-hmm. but it's a pain in the neck sometimes, you know? So, yeah. You know, and that, and a lot of the reason that I do it for people is because I definitely have been that person. So, you know, I owed money to Nick for a long time, but I think everybody's owed money to Nick for a long time. But <laughs> you know, because <laughs> it was bad yeah, timing. It's, a, it's like, a rite of passage. Yeah, makes me feel makes me feel bad, makes me whatever else. So like, now if somebody asks, I'm usually like, okay, I'll do it just because I'm like I was that guy. You know, so yeah. But I oh, what else would I like to add. I'm, I think those are the main things. Like I I have. Well, I need a male white lip. Actually, I do need a male, male northern white lip. But I, but I believe I, I know where one is. I just have to actually make it happen. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <clears throat> like I just, I just got one. You can't have
2: mine. <laughs> it's like you know. <laughs> yeah, so cool. mine, mine is some. I well, actually, I haven't talked to him in a while. But I found one. I just haven't. I've been lazy. So I just have to. Plus, also, I try not to spend money in this whole time because who knows what the heck's going to happen. Yeah, you ain't know? that the way, yes. you know?
0: Yeah. I know. Figures now's when I get bonuses and shit like that, you know? It's
2: right, like, because
1: you're...
0: Should, should you're, I hold on to this or, you know? Your bonuses... Everybody, nice. everybody I know
2: the Snakes says they're selling Snakes like crazy. They say snake sales are through the roof right now. Really?
0: I, I've had a I lot of a people lot, contact me about Snakes.
1: I got a right. lot of tire kickers. A lot of tire kickers who were just asking, you know, it it price this and this, that, and then... Nobody, nobody pulling the trigger. So I don't know. I guess snake sales are up, but a lot of tire kicking. So.
2: I made a good sale today on a ball python today. So I mean, I, you know, I can't complain. But yeah, it just, you know, I don't know. It, it's crazy. But you know, there might be a lot of people out there that have jobs where they aren't affected, or right. they have got stimulus money and they can't, can they can't help themselves, you know, or right. whatever, whatever the case may exactly. be. Exactly.
1: You're at home with your stimulus money, checking king snake. I don't know. But
2: well, you're also probably going stir crazy, so you want something to make it so your mind's at ease in some way, and maybe that's the thing that does it. So yeah, right. Who am I? Who am I to judge? I don't know. Yeah.
0: Yeah, man. If you're buying our snakes, then you're good.
2: If yeah, you I don't care. Yeah,
1: it's snakes, all good. Then, then go right, to hell. No good.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I, would, I would like to get some rough scales at some point in time. That is definitely something. That's Unfortunately,
1: I can't help you.
2: You know. Yeah, that is yeah. that is definitely something that's on my. I just feel like that's. Those have been a snake that I've kind of always wanted like from I don't know, from books of the estrogen. dream snake.
1: I can yeah. I can wholeheartedly endorse her upscales scales as a species. If you if this is news to you, you have not been listening to the show.
2: No, I have so, listened. I've even seen okay. her. So I have been Yeah, a- yeah, her, so. that's true. Dennis yeah, was so.
1: here. Yeah.
2: And Matt's cause he has you
1: know, so he has a uh, siblings to mine. So yeah.
2: yeah. Matt will so. be breeding
0: them next year and Matt will be selling them.
1: I, it, when Matt starts breeding Sanzinia, is when I'm going to have a little bit of a problem because they would be the only boa I would ever consider. Sanzinia. Like, they're cool looking, dude. Their faces are cool.
0: I agree with that. Yeah, oh, thank I'm you. I'm not knocking them. I think they're awesome snakes. I'm just surprised that you would. I think For me, I would rather have a Dumerals boa.
2: Yeah, but well, I, well, I, I like Dumerals. I like
1: Dumerals, but it. I want a boa that is the exact polar opposite of the red monstrosities that I was taking care of for a while. You know, and I think Sanzinia is that. They're like the rough scale python of, you know, Boa. So
0: what's the um so what's the one that's the it's kind of like the Doomerals Boa, but
2: Madagascar ground boas?
0: Yes. Yeah.
2: yeah. <sighs> those those are neat too. I have one pair I have a pair of Doomer's boas. I I like them a lot. I think they're super cool. I wouldn't mind getting some of those Madagascar ground boas. Um, I almost
1: had duels this year, but um, I bought—I had a female, and then I bought the male, and then the male was supposed to be transported to Hamburg for me, but the guy who was supposed to bring it to Hamburg brought it to Tinley and sold it instead. So um, I, at that point, okay, I, nice just sold, I just sold the female because I'm like, I'm tired of this. So yeah, that was... It's I like almost
2: a- had duels. It's like the boa version of a blood python. It's kind of interesting, yeah.
1: Oh, well, thank God I didn't get it then, so could not have worked.
2: I, I wouldn't yeah. say they're I wouldn't say they're as messy, but I don't know. I mean, they're pretty and kind of they're pretty laid back.
1: Was it? Uh, I keep talking about them. It's it's bad. Someone's gonna call me out on it, but Keith has some gorgeous um, Hog Island. Yeah. Dad. I, I'm, like, it making me consider Hog Islands. <laughs>
2: like, it's... Well, like I'm pretty that. sure he got them from Vin Russo, who definitely always has the best of the best. Is that yeah. yeah.
1: The problem, you go to Keith's, and then you're like, I could do blackheads. Like, it's like, no, damn it, no. And then you run out of the room.
0: I would love to add them, yeah.
1: You need cool. to add them. You need to add blackheads, so that I don't have to. And I can just... Like I do with everything else. just He's
0: trying to add you. pygmy pythons back, too. Yeah. I
1: don't want
2: one. midgets I, I do have... Actually, I I am probably going to add a blackhead. I forgot about that. So, I've, I have a friend that had that bought some that wants to do. He kind of over the years has made it so he like gets cool stuff and then let me let me help him breed it or let me. <laughs> he's more he's more of a colubrid guy. Okay. So he'll, he'll get stuff and then I'll be like, do you want to take one and grow it up and then you can breed them for me or we'll do like a little bit of a deal that way. And so he did get some blackheads from Jason, which are those are the those incredible. are incredible. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Incredible, But um, yeah. so I'm spo- I am supposed to get one of those and grow it up for him. But that'll be, I mean, I, I actually did that for him years ago, but I, I wasn't able to breed him. I thought I bred him, but I did when we sent him to Derek Roddy. Um, but so that'll, that'll be something that'll be kind of neat to have around.
1: I, I do like things. a blackhead. I mean, I would like to do blackheads, but I kind of want to try to get the Wilma thing figured out first. Um, which might be a while. Uh, because like like you said, Dennis, my female faked me out. She was basking belly up and doing all this other stuff. And then she just kind of started eating like crazy again and acting like her psychotic self. And it's like, OK, so is she real fat? She's chunky. She came to me as an adult. So.
2: So, so let me give you. So. So yep. I bought I had a giant woman that I got from somebody. Yeah. And uh, I, actually, it was a really good friend of mine. He had it. he got slugs out of her three years in a row. Okay. And so, but she was big, she would lay slugs and she was still humongous. And so I had dinner with Dave Barker in Daytona one year and he mm-hmm. said, this year, give her two meals and then breathe her. And I was like, what? And I was like, she's heavy. And he's like, and I did it. And I got nine eggs out of her.
1: So feed her like normal for the rest of the year. And then like do the cool down and all that fun stuff.
2: This was in August. And so I gave her two meals between August and like the spring. Okay. And I, and I bred her, and, and – because he was like, don't let them be round. Make sure that they're – he, like, might have made it so – like, make them look like they're a horseshoe, which I've seen plenty of people that have them heavier than that, and they seem to breed them well. But yeah. whatever it was, it worked for me, and I've kind of, like – that's always the problem is that I don't ever want to get them fat. So I feel like I'm always on the verge of, like, <laughs> I miss because I don't have them fat enough. Right. Because I'm always kind of a little bit gun-shy with it. Um, I mean, I've, I've produced probably seven or eight clutches over there, so I've done okay, but um, I would like to do better. Yeah. Because you know? I have some cool ones that I'm growing up that I bred two years ago. Um, I had this female that I got from my friend, Howie Sherman, that came from uh, – he's the one that's going to blackhead, too. But um, I had some snakes from him that were from Don Hamper that produced an animal that's almost hypo. It's real, real light. Mm-hmm. And then I had this pair of animals that I got from Craig Chumbauer that came from Dave and Tracy that – had these white stripes on the side, and <clears throat> so I had oh, I bred those years ago, and I so I bred those two animals together, like offspring from both of those pairings, um, and so I'm raising up a pair. The pair is nice, but they don't show either of the traits really. So I'm okay. interested to see if I breed them together, if they'll what they'll do. So that's kind of I don't know that's kind of an exciting thing, but I'm like two years away from probably them being ready.
1: Yeah, I I mean I'm I was I got the one clutch last year that looked okay and then h1 slowly went down and crashed or either was a dud um so and then this year she missed and my male tried like hell like he spurred he spurs so bad that like it it damages her scales all the way up and down her back um yeah he's a nut job but uh I didn't get anything this year. I didn't even see visible locks, um, but, you know, I didn't see the rough scales lock up either, and that happened. So, um, it's just one of those things where I was thinking about switching out the boy. I do think that the female could lose, could stand to lose a little bit of weight. She's a big female, but she's not, I don't see any kind of like fat rolls or anything bad on her. Um, But, I don't know. She will definitely eat Anything you toss in there, and she's a psycho. But when she's when she was gravid or when she was building, she actually like calms down. You can like hold her, and that's like her indication that she's building eggs is because she's like allowing me to touch her. And it's like, all right, well, so I don't know. I'll keep trying with them.
2: I'd say go to like do like a small rat like once a month.
1: Yeah, that's what I was gonna do. That's unfortunately that's what I've started adopting for everybody is the um everybody everybody needs to be lean and mean, except for the rough scales. I'm like, you guys need to bulk up a little bit and get some size. So they're loving life. Everybody else is pissed off. So
2: I think sometimes when you give them a little bit of meal, it keeps them moving, so it kind of burns it a little bit more than not feeding yeah. at
1: all. I, I did the um I usually do this thing where I'll feed like rats and stuff like that, but then I get a bunch of quail just because they become available. And then I'll feed all the—and um, the, the quail are about the, between the size of a large to medium rat.
4: Okay.
1: And I'll feed all the carpet pythons that can take them, the quail, and then I, I don't see them. Like, they're gone. <laughs> like They've all eaten, and now they're all in their bins. Like, they're all, all like, basking. They're not—like, I'll open the cage. They don't even lift their heads. Like, they're done. And I don't even to worry about them for at least— <laughs> i'll feed i'll i'll look at them next month maybe but it's like yeah dude uh interesting i've never
2: fed quail other than olive babies what dude you, give it a shot
1: quail and chicken and stuff like that dude my my carp is nuts for quail but like i said it's a big meal for uh like all my females that laid eggs this year um they all like they've all taken rats and stuff like that but i had a couple bags of large quail which are about the size of a large to jumbo rat and then i had some juvenile quail which like i said are the, between the mediums and the large it takes them a while to get it down just because the quails it's very top heavy it's big thick in the front end which is weird um but then they take it lump is huge and then they just chill they just huh. pass out like it they're done i love it so um and i have a friend that does uh, button quail and I'm like, he's like, oh, man, the hatchlings are the size of bumblebees. I'm like, kill them and put them in a bag. He's like, what? And I'm like, uh, what? No, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> so, it's, um, so I'm hoping to get. I, hey, I, bumblebees? I wonder how that
2: would be for, like, Antaresia. I wonder if they would like that.
1: Dude, it, it button quill babies hatchlings are the size of bumblebees. So it. That's like the, the the why I don't understand why this isn't like dear God, why are we using this? Like it's like
2: it's <laughs> the size of a hopper.
1: Of course we should do this. So it I don't know. I'm gonna try to see what I can do about that one because I think if I have run into problems with the baby rough scales, that'd be the way to go. So
2: Huh. I mean it's a great idea. That's to I mean if you go by the way those olives are, I mean I think you could definitely there's probably plenty of stuff that would just be super happy. I mean, I think we bred uh Jamaican boas at work this year, mm. and I used those uh, those lizard sausages, those reptilinks. Yeah, and the gecko ones, they ate them all. Like everybody ate. Like didn't have to no lizard feeding, no no rodent. Like two me, ma- one the female, one of the females took one meal of those lizard reptilinks, went on pinkies right away, and the male took like four of them before he went on pinkies or something like that. Yeah, but like those you know, you can get all those different things and don't have to do anything crazy.
1: The time and the, and the time works. to be alive and herp the culture when, you know, back in somebody else's day they had to rip the tails off the geckos to feed the snake. Yeah, it, or put it in a blender and like yeah, exactly. do, you know, do whatever else. <laughs> Some kind of pinky pump. Pinky you know. pump. Nobody <laughs> knows what a pinky <laughs> pump is anymore.
0: <laughs> it's a pinky pump, a hot rock, and uh you know oh, and that green God. carpet,
2: man. You're good to go. Because if you can get them eaten on their own, no matter what it is, you can always switch it later.
1: Yeah, you can always switch it up later. Just like I mean, if you're telling me that the olives are gonna take the birds that much, and that they can take, like they can take an adult mouse out of the egg, right?
2: I wouldn't say an adult mouse, but at least a small mouse.
1: Okay. Like I say, like dude, I can get chicken, like male chicks. I can get like tons of them, very easily.
2: I want to say, I, I think I used chicks. I think he, I think I used a chick once. I don't... Maybe it's in quail. I don't know. I, I know I had a chick that I was using for scenting, but maybe I didn't feed that one off. Okay. I don't know. I mean, I would just Like, I would say, like, hoppers is what I would probably start them on. Okay. Like, hopper size something. But, like, those brand-new quail chicks, they're perfect. And they grow quick, and they like them. <laughs> and I know that I've seen people where they're, like, they have yearlings that are still on them. I have not had that problem. I've, mine have all switched... After a few meals, they have not had an issue as far as wanting to switch over. So, I think if you, if you give them the opportunity, but again, I think they're active snakes. So, I think your idea of putting them in a little bit bigger tub, I don't think is a bad idea because they want to move. Yeah. You know, so I think that's I think that's kind of nice for them, and then maybe they get comfortable and that made it make it easier when the next person gets them.
1: Yeah. So. Yeah, that would be the best way to do it.
2: <clears> Hundred percent. <throat>
0: All right. Uh, I don't know. I think we did it. Uh, yeah, it's good. Yeah. Cool. So if people want to get some uh, some olive some pythons or some maclots pythons or whatever you got going on over there, how can they get in touch with you, Dennis?
2: Um, the best way is probably just uh, Facebook if you just look up my name, Dennis McNamara. Or if you go on Instagram, it's VB Dennis there, uh, like Virginia Beach Dennis, I guess. Um, but either one of those people... Know, plenty of people message me, so I, I must be pretty easy to find. <laughs> um, I I kind of you know, I'm I'm all for helping and answering questions and whatever else is kind of what I do. So I, I appreciate it. If anybody if anybody has questions or wants anything, then let me know. And if there's something that I have cooking, that's good. And if it's something that I have maybe in the future, then let me know that too. Cool. Awesome.
0: Cool. cool. All right. Um, I'll give our stuff and Owen, you can uh, close it out. Um, cool. marrypythonradio.net you can check Plug out Bug this door.
1: <laughs> okay. Sorry.
0: <laughs> <laughs> marrypythonradio.net is our website and from there you can find our wonderful merch store if you want Thank to Thank you, God. <laughs> uh, you can uh, head on over, t-shirts, uh, all kinds of stuff. Uh, we found uh, an, uh, an artist that is working on the bowling shirt so we can get that uh, going soon. I think We're going to do a Carpet Fest shirt this year, even though we're not having Carpet Fest. Uh, Is that correct? Well, we'll we'll figure something out.
1: We'll figure something out. We'll figure something out. Yeah. Um, We will will reach out to that uh, effect. Um, I've had a few people requesting submitting design options to me. Um, None of them have been thrilling. (laughs) uh, But uh, what we'll do is we'll try to figure out – a design that kind of uh and we'll still obviously sell the shirts for people who want to get into it um and i know that there's some talks about a virtual carpet fest and other things like that uh eric and i are going to discuss that and see what we can go with that so
0: yep okay cool and then uh yeah if you want to get in touch with us info at maria python com, um and follow us on facebook instagram um and you can um Listen to the show on uh, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, SoundCloud, uh, whatever app podcast you use. Uh, Murray Python Radio. Uh, so there you go. Um, as far as myself, E. B. Morelia. Um, clutches has started hot hatching. I'm a week away. Mm-hmm. My very excited. Um,
1: Molly Ringwald. Um, <gasps> oh clutch. damn it! And I spent, and I went and I spent money on a white lip. Dude, what the hell? <laughs> Come on. And I know, I the gotta, money's no good with me. I know what do you mean, bro. <laughs> it's, it's, the, it's one of the perks of doing the show. Yeah.
0: So it's <laughs> um, I know it's so funny. People contact me and they're like, um, so how do I get on the list for
1: this or that? You don't. That? And I'm you like, don't. <laughs> uh,
0: if I decide to sell them, they're like, who's on the list? And I'm like, well, <laughs> guess who's first? <laughs> yeah. On, on
1: every list, I'm on, I'm first on the IJ lists. I don't even want them. Yeah, yeah. So you could
0: officially, it, just kind of buy them and just like. Talk I could, and this
1: just, and just <laughs> I. I've thought about it. <laughs> like, gross, all these, I all these gorgeous IJs that I just can't breed. It's I like, hate yeah, these I mean, dirt snakes. <laughs> just, um, I think people would just get more mad. It's like, yeah. Yeah, but uh,
0: I did have some nice IJs hatch out, which uh, I will be. Uh, I will be parting with um a, a bunch of them so I, i'm actually the one i'm really excited about is uh it's, it's actually a couple weeks away beginning of june so we'll see but um nice but yeah and hopefully i don't know man the diamonds are throwing me for a loop but you know uh, please. species is what it is please <laughs> we'll see how it goes um but uh yeah so there's that so if you want to follow me eb morelia uh just look me up on i'm all on uh, facebook instagram all that stuff so
1: That's all I got. Cool. Uh, For me, you can go to rogue-reptiles.com. Check out all the stuff we have going on over at Rogue. Um, Also, you can go and look us up on uh, Rogue Reptiles on Facebook.com and on Instagram at Rogue underscore Reptiles. Yeah, we got a couple animals for sale and then the baby jungles from that uh, pairing I did uh, with um, Joe from, from the ground up his, uh, male with my Delia scattershot female, they started to shed. So we're going to start doing the feed trials with them. So they'll be up as soon as they are, uh, eating and ready to go and joe's picked out whichever one he wants to keep so um and uh those will be up there pretty soon and they look cool already like they're those like white ones that kind of get every once in a while we get baby jungles so um yeah
0: they're gonna be super yellow
1: yeah hopefully so uh we'll see how they go um other than that everything else will be up when it's feeding and ready to roll so we'll say uh Thanks all. Thank you all for listening, and we'll catch everybody back here next week for some more Morelia Python Radio. Good night.